What the fuck? What? what kind of likeness is that? If they were great artists, they'd be in a museum. I tried to buy him a new mic, but it, I, I tried to send it to Puerto Rico from Amazon, and it was just like, no. Rejected. Amazon got really offended that anybody <laughs> would try to get mm -mm -mm. something to Puerto Rico. They said, we actually would not like any Puerto Ricans to, to speak out yeah. at all in any way, in any capacity. And I'm with, them in, I'm with them in that fight. I'm with Bezos and like keeping Daniel fucking quiet. But Keep yeah. the Puerto Rican population silent. That's very important. He yeah. tried to send it to, to the island, and it, and it had error code SPI. See? <laughs> in fact if i could expand that to all puerto ricans like with diaspora and keep them all quiet diasporicans diasporicans i would rather that too but unfortunately Damn. amazon can only keep track of the islanders yeah they can only really oppress us when we're on the island i thought we were bad but you guys are for sure gonna get canceled first <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't said anything. This might get cut. Like actually, cancel proof no. at this, this point. Is a, this is a lie because I, I I was having a conversation like in the like in one of the previous episodes where we had started recording, but like the idea is that. As soon as uh, Ramon opens up with the "Hello, everybody, welcome to," da -da 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 -da, that, then that's when the real episode happens. But then uh, Ramon opened it up with some of the stuff we were chatting about before, and I was like, "Whoa, well, we okay. <laughs> Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Mex Flentayo. It is I, of course, as always, the true outlaw of comics, voice of a generation, standard bearer for all future generations. Ramon Villalobos, and with me, as always, take him or leave him, Daniel Izagri. He's back. That's, <laughs> the the that's trumpet's it. back. Take him or leave him is back. I don't get, I don't get like a grand, grandiose, like grand Nagus title uh, to the, to you the rejected universe. It. Like I tried to do. make you something cool, and I you said no. I can't be El Bichote. It has to be something else. I'm, 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 I'm identityless. I'm like a, the bowl of water or the vase of water. Yeah, and if you have a good like name for Daniel, send it to us on Twitter or yeah. whatever. This this should this is a good engagement moment. Like, let's figure out what we can call me. <laughs> Until then, he's take him or leave him. Take him or leave him. So yeah, anyways, so this week we are going to have um, Dan McDade on the show once again. He canceled on us. Like at this point, I'm not even going to obscure who the guest that canceled was. Yeah. It's Dan we, McDade. We, we given him three episodes where we talk about him anonymously. And every episode from now on where I say that somebody canceled, just assume it's fucking Dan McDade. Because he doesn't want to do our show. It's very clear that he has contempt for us, for you, our listeners, and for uh, just society in general. He's been, he's he's broken... been Lucy with the football on us for, for months. He's a broken man because his book isn't selling. We tried to help him out. We tried to throw him a bone, say, listen, you're not even in comic shops. Come on our show. We've got like 12 listeners. Maybe one of them will buy your fucking book. And he's like, oh, I have COVID. <coughs> Pathetic. 
So he's out. And I said, we need real guests, true podcasters, some fucking professionalism. So I reached out to the truest professional podcasters that I know, the Gutter Boys. Now, the Gutter Boys... They're the model, the blueprint. Not really the blueprint, not really the model. <laughs> Great Jay-Z record, yeah. <laughs> not really the blueprint, not really the model. But here's the thing is, I went on their show oh. last year... And I I got my shit off. It was a great episode, two-parter. People are still talking about it. They're still buzzing. And because we did so well on that show, I was like, I need my own fucking podcast. The Rock! Sorry, just <laughs> shouting out The Rock. <laughs> rock aware, baby. So I reached out in the absence of Dan McDade, the loser, the peasant, the freak, the weirdo. And I said, JB, do you want to come on the show? Cam, do you want to come on the show? And JB said, absolutely, I'm down. And Cam said, I'm about to go ham. My name is Cam, so you it rhymes with my name, so you know who I am. Fuck going ham, I'm about to go ham. That's the first half of my name, so you know who I am. Right on. Uh, Damn. And now he's here. He's on the show. JB's on the show. Welcome to the podcast, boys. Gutter boys. Yeah. How do you feel about that intro? It's pretty good. It was pretty good, yeah. I like that. We need Not like bad, Marvel huh? versus Capcom type graphics with the sprites, <laughs> electricity, like a yeah, big if you versus guys, uh, between haven't us. Haven't gotten onto music drops yet or sound drops. You need to put in a Marvel versus Capcom drop in there. Something, yeah. That's that really sick yeah. smooth jazz <laughs> drop that they have. Ramon will never will. He has a he's he's taken an honorable stand to never put actual uh, sound drops into the Capcom episode. Pretend. We got the intro. We got the outro. <laughs> Well, that's why you need a soundboard, bro. Yeah, was your trumpet sound like your mouth, or was that like a thing you pressed? That's straight up that's my him. mouth. Damn, oh, nice. I told him if you want sounds, make the fucking sounds. We're the trumpet here. is the answer to the to the age old question: What that mouth do? Oh, okay. <laughs> God. So how are you guys doing? Oh, you know I'm here. Uh, We're here, baby. Yeah. So wait, Cam, introduce yourself because I want people to get confused. Who's Cam? Who's JB? Oh, okay, yeah. My name's Cam Del Rosario. Um, I'm a cartoonist, and I'm on Gutter Boys with JB. Damn. And I'm JB. I'm on the podcast with Cam, and I'm also a cartoonist. That's cool. You guys call yourself cartoonists like that. I, I really appreciate that. I really respect that. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, when you call yourselves cartoonists, I can only imagine, like, the newsboy caps on both of you. Yeah, what do you all call yourselves? Comic pros? Uh, an outlaw. Outlaw. Okay. <laughs> I I call myself take him or leave him. Just... You know what's funny? I like, it's like I I came up with the outlaw name on your guys' show because of your guys' beef with uh what's his face at Piscor, and he has his whole thing. Never where he's heard like of Outlaw comics, whatever, whatever. And I was like, what do they know about being outlaws? <laughs> These motherfuckers are like you know getting their shit sold in like uh these well. like fancy art gallery things. They're, they're mainstream as it gets. Fucking Marvel puts them on a pedestal. We're actually making shit for real, not paying taxes sometimes. You know, sometimes we're on the we edges. We're on the, we're on the true edges of society. So, Hey, there's nothing more on the edge of society than being white and saying the N-word. That is true. <laughs> like, the yeah. outlaw aspect is that he basically stole all of hip-hop, hip-hop culture. It's one of the most outlaw things you can do is appropriate cultures. That's yeah. why I've been. That's why I've been pretending I was white for the last day by going by Kurt Busey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how was it doing a bit of whiteface there? 
<laughs> it was great. What I loved about it is so like the last two days I've been or last like day I just went as Kurt Busiek resists and I was just tweeting I was just retweeting nothing but like anti lib bullshit because in the last like <laughs> in the last like twenty four hours like Joe Biden's administration they they said like never mind on the fifteen dollar minimum wage increase they like had a private meeting where they told all like the governors and mayors like scratch that pretend that we didn't say that that's not happening. They gave ICE, like, carte blanche to do, like, whatever crazy shit they wanted to do. Like, when they first came in, they are like, oh, we got this great proposal. People were like, awesome, can't wait to see you enact that. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. (laughs) And then they did uh, one more thing that really pissed me off. I can't remember. Oh, fuck. It's going to bother me. But anyways, there's another thing. And so I've just been retweeting. Isn't he, like, uh, uh, getting away from the minimum wage? Come on, man. I said that was the first thing I said. Oh. Wasn't he, didn't he sign off on, like, ICE detention camps, like, other policies or some shit? Come on, man. That was the second thing I said. That was the second thing. Yeah. (laughs) But the third thing, I know what it was. Uh, The Pentagon signaled that they're sending more troops to Iraq. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's sick. It's so sick. Really awesome. So in, like, 24 hours, Ted Ted Cruz goes to Cancun. All the libs are, like going nuts oh flying ted oh cancun ted oh my god they're losing their minds and like joe biden is just doing one thing after another that in theory all these people were against and now that it's been like there's just one day where like ted cruz provided some cover mm-hmm. by like they, they were they can- were creating they were like boosting the hashtag ted cancus <laughs> so stupid. Well, they, yeah. don't forget those other two things that they did too like the defense secretary lloyd austin speaking about saudi arabia Mm. how they were going Wait, to, uh, quote-unquote, reaffirm the strategic defense partnership between Washington and Riyadh. Do they have to use, like, Riyadh? Because if, if they had said Saudi Arabia, everybody would know that that's just, like, god-awful. Well, they're, I mean, it's all really beautiful language because they want their, quote-unquote, committed to assist Saudis in the defense of its borders, which is, like, mm. my favorite line that these people use. What, is, what was the other thing that you, you said? Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing that was reported on was that uh, they found out that the Biden uh, DNC COVID relief bill gives more money per child to married couples than single parents. We did it. Oh. We did it, Joe. That's what the $15 minimum wage thing was. They were taking that out of the relief bill. So, like, like, like in a 24-hour period, they did all those things. And you would think, like, one of these people who claim to have principles and, like, you know, some sort of, like, values during the Trump administration may have a thing to say about, like, any one of them. And instead, they've just been fucking completely quiet, which is, like, predictable because that's what we all said they were going to do. And all these motherfuckers were like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And, you know, give them a day to get their shit off about Ted Cruz, and here they are, right? Right where we assumed they would be just pathetic, just, you know. They've completely... They've completely justified all the negative thoughts we thought about them for, like, liking Elizabeth Warren, basically. We do not build on a foundation of hate. It is, uh, 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 like, the first sort of mask-off moment (laughs) out of, like, what I'm hoping, like, I mean, I don't want to hope, but I I hope it's it's not that many. I can't really have any hopes with this administration. Uh, I, they are already, uh, uh doing like really w- weird signals about puerto rico i don't want to get into like that specifically just talk about it oh uh, well yeah, go i mean off. go off daniel please yeah, they're, it's your they're show. saying they're saying that uh like the the white house is open to puerto rican statehood 
which is like it's just it's just my issue. Oh, speaking of which, um, I don't know if y'all caught the news, but do you know Logan Paul? Yeah, yeah. yeah is I'm he the familiar. one that boxes, or the one that they both they both box? But Logan Paul's the one that had the dead body in the forest. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All but... I do with my day is is rot my brain by watching YouTube videos, so I know all about this whole thing. So do you know that the... that he's he's announced to the to the world that he's gonna move to Puerto Rico? I do oh. not know that. Why That's is he doing incredible. that? Yeah. <laughs> are you guys? Gonna, you guys are gonna have a new gonna, king. Is he gonna go look for dead bodies in the forest? No, no <laughs> joke. No joke. He's gonna go and and meet with like uh, I forget his fucking name, Brock, whatever the the Bitcoin kid from like Silver Spoons. Oh right. Okay. And, and that motherfucker's basically acting like a king on the island. He's, right. Well, like. And that in that Naomi Klein thing, they talked about that when we I watched it for the Rosa episode. Mm-hmm. Was that like Puerto Rico has kind of like uh, it's a Bitcoin uh, yeah. paradise, or they're uh, the Bitcoin people are trying to make it that any technocrat like fucking weirdo capitalist dude mm-hmm. uh, that they they, they want to make sure that like Islanders can't buy land. They they want it specifically sold to like these guys that yes. way. That way, like you, like you say, they can make a Bitcoin like sort of paradise for and, these fucking assholes. And the island already has um, tax incentives that, like, the, the most absurd uh, tax incentives, where if you are a millionaire, you specifically get to pay no taxes, and, and you come to the island and you live for a, a, a minimum required amount of time where you become a resident. You get What's to pay no taxes. What's fascinating about that is, like, watching how it trickles down from, like, a dumb idiot, like, fucking Joe Rogan, who's like, California sucks, I'm moving to Texas, and then, like, you know, the the morons that think he's a genius think, mm-hmm. like, oh, so California must suck. All these, like, you know, YouTuber guys who are living in California to try to get into Hollywood are like, alright, because Jake Paul just moved to Florida, where there's also, like, you know, no tax, no state taxes. Yeah, they're practically so the that, same, and, like, Puerto Rico, Logan Florida. Paul, yeah, and Logan Paul was like, "I got you. I'm gonna even one up that. I'm gonna move to just like <laughs> gonna one completely... up. He's gonna go like uh uh like a thousand more miles." Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I didn't I didn't hear about so that. So is he moving there or just visiting for a while? No, he's moving. He, he declared Damn. that he was leaving California. I mean, uh, you can take it as as sincerely as, as as you want, but in order to qualify for the tax stuff, there is a minimum amount of time that he has to spend on the island even though there mm. was this um i think it was a gq article about it uh from 2019 that explained that uh really all you need is like receipts and yeah. if you you can just make like a pit stop on the island long enough to get a receipt as proof you can just keep going about your day but you need a, a minimum amount of proof to to qualify and this uh, Brock motherfucker, um, he re- he's recently making the news on the island because he bought a monastery that is in Old San Juan, <laughs> like right next to the right next to the governor's mansion, and it, it's he's going to make it his own elite exclusive club. Yeah, I want this. I sounds want, sick. Uh, I want Logan Paul uh. to move into like a, a rundown tuberculosis hospital <laughs> for for tw- for only for Twitch streamers. I want him to do some like uh, uh, only for Pokemon card collectors, like some some candid camera <laughs> shit where he's he's trying to do his Logan Paul shit on the island. I want him to try that shit. 
Oh, well, like, they don't do that shit anymore. Now, Logan, because Logan Paul got canceled for all that shit. So now what he does is he's strictly into, like, Pokemon card speculating and boxing matches. So, like, all he'll do, and I, we referenced this on the show before, because I basically said, like, uh-huh. the shit that, ha- that I hate about comics is, like, every time a comic comes out, they sell, like, 70,000 copies. They have, like, seven, eight, nine covers. That's not healthy for anybody. Right. Like, you know, this, uh, this Radiant Black book just came out through Image, mm-hmm. and... This book sold like crazy numbers, but they're not. That's not helping the shops at all. That's right. like short term. It's 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 amplifying the exact same problem we had in the '90s, but for like less gains and for a more volatile market right now. So like, I see I see a comic come come out with like you know eight covers. I think that's disgusting capitalist bullshit. I hope that the drop off on that book is like eighty percent. But I hope the shops don't get stuck with the orders. I hope the shops did not already order number two and be like, oh, fuck, what do we do with all these empty comics, you know? Yeah, it's a lose-lose situation, which is, like, pretty much comics motto now. Yeah, because, I mean, like like you said, like, you know, sure, you're going to have, like, an impressive number to write home about with the first issue, but after that, like, you're losing, like, 70% of your sales, it seems. Like, there's, like, such a huge drop. Bad idea, the company that I shill for on a regular basis on this, <laughs> on this podcast, because they're paying me. They're not paying me to show. They're paying me to draw comics. No, you're just doing that out of the kindness of your heart. Yeah. Just because I love the idea is they the minimum order for the first book is has to be what you order on the second book. Like you can't get an exorbitant amount for the first issue so that just in case. And then when the second issue comes out, you're like, no, nobody wants this shit anymore. We're, we're gutting our, our second order. They're hmm. like, whatever you order for the first one, you need for the second one. And that way, you know, if there's a drop off, it's at least more gradual, but it also prevent it caps people off from speculating. Is bad idea doing the multiple variant cover things? No, bad idea is not doing any variant covers. They have the okay. first oh, wow. printing. They have the first printing and then they have the not first printing. So the first printing okay. is like, you know, the, the minimum order that some shops do. And then some shops, they're like not even getting the, the full minimum order. And it's amazing because they tag me in this and I just see constant people bitching like they want. <laughs> they like my shop was supposed to get like, you know, 40 copies of this book, but they only got 20. And like, yeah, well, that's what we sent them. But don't worry because they're going to get not first printings. But luckily for you, not first printings, literally the same exact thing, slightly different cover and the indicia is different. Other than that, it's the same exact shit. So if you're actually reading comics because you like comics, you're there's well, no why, big deal. That's why you're in trouble. So you're not going to do a, a one in a thousand, one in a thousand variant? No one in a thousand variants. But like the the idea is like sh- it's revolutionary to like some of the comics pros that are like they're seeing the stuff because they just had that. Uh, what's that shit called? Like the retailer summit retailer pro. Oh, yeah. Like the diamond thing. Is it like the Davos of comics? <laughs> they were saying all this shit and uh, all these people were hitting me up like, is this true? Are they doing this? I'm like. Yeah, like, I don't know why it's a revolutionary concept for, like, if you like comic books, this is a company that makes comic books for comic book readers. You know what I mean? Which is, like, you know, I shit on indie comics a lot, but... And that's the end of the thought. <laughs> there's no... there's no, <laughs> That's where I stop, period. Yeah. No, but there's no, like, there's no real speculation that is, like, pumped up like there is in mainstream comics. I, wanna, I want a Jim Lee variant to, like, Black Hole. <laughs> right you don't do that kind of shit because that's like silly like there's no you know what i mean do you um, think that this is gonna be successful though because i mean those books could still have speculators on them 
Well, they already do have speculators on them, but it's it's real speculation. It's not fake shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not it's not pumped up for like early advanced numbers, right? Like you know, Image and you know, Boom, Dynamite, all those companies that do that. Where like they'll even do those companies will put in like orders for like four printings, knowing that they're going to sell out the first one really quick because it's low, and then they'll say, "Oh, we have another printing," but the printing is already made. Like they do that shit already happens. Yeah, that uh, that book that just came out with the really bad uh, Francavia cover um, <laughs> had like a second printing, like R- literally R- R- the week Go after. Off. Yeah, <laughs> what was it? it was called? I forget what it was called. Um, but it was like the Matt Kent book. But yeah, they literally had like the first printing, and then I think literally the next week it was the second printing already. Yeah, yeah, or like uh, you know. Shout shout out Matt Kent. He does some great bad idea books, you know. But the the whole shit with Berserker, yeah, it's like that's, the same that's the thing. Big example just like, right now. They they sold like how many fucking copies of that book? Like, it's not because there's six hundred thousand readers right. of Berserker. It's because yeah. there are people who think for some reason it's going to be worth money, and then who gets stuck with it in the end? The shops, well, the yeah. retailers. I, I have a question, and Ramon, you probably so, have a better answer than I could provide with this. How much do you think direct to market is? maintaining its business uh because of the speculator market in turn like comparing that to like actual readership yeah i mean like so for me i know i was reading comics when there was no like the the charts where now we see where it's kind of like on a steady incline of like readers when it wasn't that like in 08 shops were kept alive because of like magic the gathering and like <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whatever the fuck like they weren't kept alive because of comics and there were some shops that i would go to where they wouldn't even have comics because they're like, we just can't sell them. So like anything that they do to gut that, I always resent it. You know what I mean? Anything that they do to harm the like continual growth of actual readership to me is like, it's, it's counterintuitive to like making comics for comic readers. Yeah, They're literally making the comic shop. No offense to the average comic book reader, but like once you get a whole bunch of like magic, the gathering tables in there, that, that place reeks. Well, it just it, it also <laughs> yeah. just scares away anybody that would actually be mildly interested in reading comics. Yeah, because it they don't put off like a good welcoming vibe ever when they're in yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Well, I love those freaks, but <laughs> hey, I me too, me too. But that does not help sales. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, you know the, those places. The shops will always sell like dollar, uh, you know, crackers and sodas. They should sell like two dollar deodorant, like little yeah. travel size. <laughs> yeah, the little travel size that's, is just have them right genius. there on the counter. Just some speed stick. <laughs> in my in my true in my true just like on the internet like just raging about the shit like days before I was in comics I remember going into shops just hanging out looking at like back issue things for like hours you know cuz I'm just trying to find the hot shit yeah and I remember they had to kick out a couple kids because they were like yo you smell like like you smell and this is like a very small store and then they opened up like the the shop they opened up a store right next to that like they opened it was like a metro pcs that went out of business they took the space over it was tiny but it was like if i wanted to go like buy the shit from the owner who was like next door i'd have to walk into it and i just remember feeling like walking in to like a wall of like atmosphere it was just like (laughs) dense sweaty it just i remember just felt like you were walking to like dorito like walking into mars (laughs) with like dorito dust instead of like whatever show but worse yeah. yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but uh, you know that's that's the the speculator market and and like the Logan Paul thing. Just to get back to that, I I, I just want to circle back because I had a thought about like 
you know, all these guys like Joe Rogan, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, like it trickles down. Jogan Paul. (laughs) (laughs) It, It trickles down to where those guys are actually making money. Then you have guys who are just like trying to invest in like baseball cards and scarily comic books. Like I just don't like anytime there's a bubble with, with any of this shit. Um, especially just how unstable it is. You just like all these dudes, all these dudes are posers because the real, like sort of libertarian dudes, they're living in like New Zealand. They're not living in Puerto Rico. They have like their bunkers for like, just in case the shit really goes down. They're already there eating children, like doing all the fucking evil, dark overlord shit that these guys only dream of like them. They, they, they like fucking send their dicks to 14 year old girls and they think they're the elite. You're not the elite yet, bro. You are not Elon Musk just because he'll tweet at you. But all them, like, it just trickles down into where you get, like, this, yeah. you know, flat cap wearing, like, dude who who I see. It's the same dude who, like, will come who came up to me in 2008. Like, I have the Spawn comic. Is it worth anything? And I'm like, fucking no, dude. Nobody reads Spawn anymore. <laughs> you know, there's actually, like, a run of Spawn. Um, Only I had one person reads it. Todd? Yeah. Todd no, himself. our buddy Matt. Matt oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, the only Morris. reader. <laughs> Apparently, like uh, the Spawn books from like you were mentioning, like oh eight, like how like a lot of shops didn't even carry comics. Like a lot of the uh, Spawn stuff from that era apparently does go for a lot of money just because it had like low print runs. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, that makes sense. But that's real. That's real value in in some like quantifiable sense. It's not like you know AMC stock where it's right. inflated and then it'll crash the next day. Yeah. Wait, real quick though, are is Pokemon? speculator market a thing now oh that's yeah that's what uh that's what logan paul does he'll just buy like you know one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the pokemon cards unbox them on a stream yeah and then like that's it's a huge thing like uh, uh well, if you I have mean... a sealed like box like do you remember the uh when they first came out they had like yeah, the booster yeah. boxes yeah, those course, still yeah. sealed are like fifty thousand dollars so the okay so those original print runs yeah like the first okay. edition boxes yeah, and stuff. but okay but there's like rare rare cards now that are still coming out like apparently there's like another ten thousand dollar charizard that you can get what yeah you yeah. i thought they can, they they can somehow like manufacture new products that have that worth have that actual worth um it, it isn't That's it isn't wild. only like the rare old uh issue or like the rare old cards hmm yeah no, no, it's, I mean, it's all artificial value, but like, cause that is know, a market a I'm kid... familiar with back in the day. <laughs> I yeah, think if it's you have a binder full in Florida, grab them, like, bro. And I, sell I, them I think yeah, for real speculation on Pokemon cards is fascinating because like, what if just any, like that, that's probably Logan Paul's childhood and he figured out maybe the business behind it to the point where he can like actually figure it out. So what if in, in 10 years, there will be like another sort of a speculation bubble and we won't be able to get on it because we didn't know about like Thomas, the tank engine. <laughs> That's a good point. It's going to be like those point. train speculation, <laughs> really rare trains. And it's just because like a Gen Z kid knew. I think it's because a Gen Z I... kid saw season six of uh, Sopranos and mm. was like, damn, I need to get on this train thing. This yeah. Be the hot, the hot hobby to have. Spoilers, just in case. I am still going through it. Oh, oh, true. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't spoil anything major. I, (laughs) I, I, I'm, I'm currently in season three, where I'm, where I'm like living for a Joey Pants pronunciation of Hua. Yeah, there you go. This is Hua. This is incredible because Tony. (laughs) 
She was a people whore. Have, <laughs> people have accused us. People have accused us on this podcast of being a bro podcast. Uh-oh. But how can we be a bro podcast when Daniel Rizzari has never even seen all of Sopranos? Yeah, that's, that's like, true. Yeah, think about that. I'm trying think to get to a bro podcast. You, <laughs> next time you open up your mouth, remember that Daniel has only seen up, up to episode of like season four of The Sopranos. How about that? Yeah, you have until like September now with the movie though. So just yeah. doing real bro work. Oh, yeah, no, I've been I've been on a on what I call a a, a podcaster regimen. I saw Goodfellas. <laughs> you saw Heat I saw Uncut Gems. Yeah. Okay. Um, the I Dude's Rock Film Collection. Wait, oh, what yeah. was the other one? It was the, uh, I saw you, I saw um The Departed. Oh, true. You've well, just subscribed to the you just subscribed to the Medicare mindset. You're fully tapped in. You got to watch Avatar. People are getting blue pilled now. You, I mean, so I was already, I was already on that shit. Like I was you're already on it behind. when it was Fern you're, Gully. I've never seen nah, Avatar. You're watching. Oh, dude, come on. You're behind. It, you guys are talking about mob shit. We're on the, the next wave. <laughs> the next wave, which is like green revolution. Isn't there a this second Avatar coming out soon? Oh yeah. It's going to be hot. Supposed yeah. To, yeah, for a while. I can't they, even they imagine like, what that can even look like. It's underwater. They filmed like four at a time in like a tank in New Zealand. Jesus. And like James Cameron has had control over like half the island to like make this fucking movie. He like I can't he he's he's doing great work, but if he's like doing this in New Zealand, you know he's with those uh, like is he doing it on the other side of the island that isn't with the uh like billionaire libertarians that are like taking over in their bunkers? I like to imagine he's waging that he, war. I like to imagine that he is doing it in spite of them mm. like he's there letting them know that you know because he's you know all of his movies are just like anti-imperialist anti-cop all this shit so he's just doing it letting them know like at any motherfucker i got shooters out here and they got bows and arrows that can like pierce a tank speaking of, of james cameron uh did you guys catch on twitter the titanic alternate ending no was it real <laughs> no. or was it like a fake thing i'm i'm pretty sure it was real because uh they they had um Bill Paxton and everything, it, I, I, I can find it, uh, we, I can show it to you guys later, but it is yeah. the most insane, uh, like, you Just thank the it? Lord every Describe day that they the... had the actual ending that it was, because the, the ending that they have feels like it could have been a, 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 the real ending, but it was just tone deaf, fucking awful. <laughs> Uh, like what I don't, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for y'all. So wait, yeah, they, just they spoil filmed it. it. So, so the idea, yeah, the idea is, you know, the scene where Rose, old ass Rose, is is like uh, on the on the deck of the ship and she's uh, tossing the 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 blue heart. Mm-hmm. And then well, she blamed a Mexican for stealing it. <laughs> that would be more realistic. Be that would be more realistic. But yeah. what what happens is that uh, the Bill Paxton and his crew are are like seeing her do this she's not doing this alone in, in the oh, middle of the night okay so they're seeing her do this and they're like whoa what no stop what are you doing what are you doing and then she like looks back at the camera like very coyly very innocently smiling she's like what matters is the journey and she hands bill paxton the 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 jewel and <gasps> he holds it in his hand and he's like having like this little like like innocent laughter like ha ha <laughs> like they they're having like this quote unquote genuine moment and he hands it back to her 
and she tosses it off the ship and one of the <laughs> one of the other people from the crew goes no what are you doing <laughs> like it's 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 this very incredibly insane reaction where after after this dude freaks out seeing the the diamond fall off the ship uh uh, Bill Paxton and the old lady have one last laugh together, and so there's like this aerial shot of Bill Paxton <laughs> as he looks up, almost like Shawshank Redemption style, laughing <laughs> at, at the beautiful moment that had just occurred, and that's the end of the movie. That's it sounds like a step by step episode. What the hell? <laughs> that's anti capitalist, and that's exactly it's why. That's why we're on the next level, baby. That's why James Cameron is the next level. You got to get yes. off Scorsese. He, if you he... if you understand what that ending's about, you're you're ready for the the new left, bro. Value <laughs> value is about interactions with people. It's about creating bonds and solidarity with different people, not objects, not you know, mm-hmm. not objects that could be lost mm-hmm. at sea, like Bitcoin stock and spawn number. Two hundred and fifteen. Okay, <laughs> this is real shit. This is the truth. But anyways, speaking of speaking of Scorsese, uh, other thing we could talk about is uh, there's been like a, a thing that I really related to is he had a, some remarks about uh, comic book movies and content and everything, and he was talking about how all the major corporate, all the major like corporations, they view movies the same way as they view you know, cat videos and Super Bowl commercials and all this shit. To them, it's just, like, blind content that, you know, is in service of, like, clicks or whatever. And um, that shit that shit really got me because I feel like I've been raging about that in comics for so long. Um, and it's it's amazing, though, because usually the, the, the counter voice to that, like, that line of thought is, like, the people who are, like, I can't I can't be on Twitter until I watch the new WandaVision because I got to know what Catherine Hahn's deal is. And like they think they think that like the new Avengers is real cinema and that Scorsese is being pretentious because he makes movies for adults and not movies for babies. I wanted to know like how you guys feel about that. Are we all are we all caught up on WandaVision? Like no spoilers. I need to watch Bro. the the episode. Sorry, guys. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen a single episode <laughs> of Wandavision, but um, I did see the spoiler that uh, tied it into the X Men universe or whatever. I guess you, you exclusively um, follow the spoilers. Well, I just see them because, like <laughs> Ramon said, you know, I get on Twitter because I'm not a bitch. You know, I don't, I don't care about that shit. I just open it up first thing in the morning. Uh, <laughs> but Star Wars, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, all that shit. I look for spoilers because I want to know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to watch the shit. I just want to be. I just want to get the information to know what the zeitgeist is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, I heard Luke Skywalker and like uh, somebody else was in The Mandalorian and like everybody was like nutting their pants over it. And I was just like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. I mean, what uh, are the odds they're going to have Mark Hamill play Luke Skywalker in a new Star Wars movie? Yeah, like, uh, but no, probably go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, to Mm. uh, answer your question regarding the uh, (laughs) Scorsese thing, I mean. Uh, I just think it's like old man, it's partially old man yells at cloud, but he's right. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. um, yeah, for sure. old man yells at dumb cloud. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> old man it, is right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen all those Marvel yeah. movies at least Repl- once. But. Replace, replace that headline with old man is right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, Cam, like, uh, I, th- I watched all those Marvel movies. I'm a sucker right now. I'm enjoying WandaVision, but he's still right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WandaVision yeah. looks cool. It actually looks interesting as compared to the rest of it. And I've seen like all of it except the TV shows. Um, 
But I, I, I just even watched the, Agents of Shield. Well, can I? I have one thing to say because I have watched WandaVision since uh, my, oh, my girlfriend has uh, the Disney Plus thing because she loves all For those sure. like old Disney movies. Uh, so I figured, okay, like I have Song it, of the I might South. As well. Exactly, yeah, the classic, the <laughs> like all-time that, like banger, the Nazi, the Nazi Donald Duck and one. So, uh, <laughs> the one where said, the one where Donald Duck incinerates Mickey Mouse. So yeah, I, I I do watch it just because it's on, uh, but. It's it's all right. Like I know a lot of people were complaining about it because it starts really slow, uh, but yeah. I do like the fact that this show, unlike most like comic adaptations, is more focused on like uh, being meta and saying something about the TV and movie medium, and not mm-hmm. sure. forcing you know these like comic aesthetics into this movie or TV show. You know what I mean? Like what I... they don't do the Zack yeah. Snyder bullshit, where it's just like. This well, has to be. Wait a second. That's a god you're talking about. So. <laughs> right. They don't do no, the like, Zack Snyder epic, uh, really cool thing you meant to say. You yeah, mean, they don't. They don't. They're not. They're not alphas. Is yeah, what you're saying <laughs> they're not interested in trying to recreate panels or fucking whatever. Like it's no point in that. <laughs> I, there, there's definitely a point in it, and we're going to do a 300 review, and, and you'll hear my thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, no. Ram- I, Ramon just cackling himself to death when they throw the dead, the, the R-word babies into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my favorite part. The, Ramon's the, just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just losing his mind. I envisioned a world where if they did more of that, I wouldn't have to hear about WandaVision <laughs> on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> The movie hinges. The movie hinges oh, on the fact that uh, one time they didn't do that, and it fucked everything up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Yo, if we had more, if we had more stringent uh, euthanasia policies, <laughs> if we had we done one more abortion, <laughs> we could have held back uh, the empire." No, that movie's that movie's super complicated. And is it I, complicated I do really is a great about use of that word. Yeah, yeah, I have notes. The, the comic and the oh, movie is man. super complicated, and I can't wait to talk about it. Because basically, it was like Sin City came out, it was popping, mm-hmm. and they were like, well, what other Frank Miller thing can we adapt? And there was like, oh, there's this one with all these dudes, they're Jack dudes, <laughs> let's make a movie about Jack dudes. And they did it, and it was fantastic. So When was the last time you all watched it? I watched it two weeks yeah. ago for this podcast, but our... Our guest bailed, so otherwise they people would know my thoughts about it fully. Yeah, I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding back right now. Like, I, I got opinions. Daniel, but does it hold thumbs up? Thumbs up or thumbs? Yeah, thumbs, yeah, up, thumbs or up or thumbs down. down on holds up. Um, I, I like, it holds up like it holds up like Birth of a Nation. He says it holds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it holds up. I say it holds up. Too. Yeah. Okay. I, I saw it one time in the theaters, and it like made me want to like kick the dude down the stairs in front of me, like I was walking out of the theater. Um, yeah, that would have been me. I would have been hyped. Yeah. Up. Fuck, that was sick. <laughs> but yeah, I've been afraid to watch it. I will say this, like just giving away a little bit of of uh, if we ever do the three hundred episode, like that scene in do the it. well. Um, sick. It, it starts off. It starts off. Uh, Leonidas opens up just just randomly. Like as soon as they get to the well, he's like, "Listen, we here at uh, Sparta, we hold messengers accountable to the to the messages of their kings." <laughs> and I just imagine like the messenger being like, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> Why, thing, because if if we America had done that, we could have stayed out of Iraq oh. because. Then we wouldn't have had these fucking idiots on MSNBC marching us into war in 2007. We, we saw that. Frank Miller saw that mm-hmm. beforehand. You have to hold the messenger's accountability. No fake news. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, let's move on. Get into it. <laughs> back, back to the Scorsese issue. Yeah. 
No, well, like, so, like, indie comics, I feel like, because I, I have you guys on, you're the voice of indie comics right now. To me, in my opinion, you guys are fanographic subsidiaries, <laughs> so you guys are the voice of right. what's going on at Drawn and Quarterly, what's going on at Fanographics, the other ones also, I'm sure, exist. And the company. others. Yeah. yeah. The others. Isn't there well, one called, like, third, second... Or first second for second yeah and for second that's a that's like one. for weebs man that's not like that's <laughs> I, I uh, yeah that's me that's for like if if you're actually good at drawing but you're still lame <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do like a 300 page graphic novel about breaking up with your boyfriend over text go to uh yeah, first for like second fucking pain. yeah for like 70 bucks advance yeah but half the panels uh, half the panels are like phone screens yeah. yeah, but that shit is that shit is fire though. Oh, <laughs> like drawn well, but I can't read that shit. Yeah, it'll be like a was it Tilly Walden like on a sunbeam? Right, that's for a second, and it's just like damn beautiful. I have no idea what this is about. I I can't listen to this music. Yeah, that's that's my thing with Tilly Walden is they have some good drawings, but I'm not reading any of that shit. Yeah, shout out to Tilly Walden. Beautiful art. I want to steal from it constantly, but I you know I get caught up in like form and uh things like that like rendering things that artists do (laughs) 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 no but so but but like you know in in mainstream comics like i said like there are so many just like low cam just remove her name off of our list (laughs) (laughs) hey no dude shout out i love tilly oh did we have tilly on our list were we supposed to talk to tilly No, I was just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tilly, come on the show. Tilly, come on Mex Fentai. You, you want to? Is she gonna talk about figure skating with you? Yeah. Is that what they? They do? uh, their first comic that like their breakout book was uh, uh an an autobio memoir about going to the figure skating rink and how hard it was on them as a sixteen year old. I want to know <laughs> how they are so fire at drawing. That's all I yeah. want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know Ramon how just convinced. vigorously pressing the cancel all white women button. <laughs> no, I just want to know how are you so good? This is so sick. But I, I like they start talking about their feelings. I'm gonna have to like mute myself. <laughs> he's he's gonna shout he's out. gonna leave shout me to, to, to sort of like therapize. <laughs> like, and how did that make you feel? <laughs> That's what your guys's podcast is for. Yeah. yeah. That's what the gutter boys is for. That's it. We're trying to no, be but a like, podcast. We just haven't gotten to your level yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Like the thing is like our podcasts are both fairly small still. Right. But I can't wait to, if we keep growing this, if we keep, if people keep supporting us on Patreon, shout out to Matt. We Boris. didn't even, <laughs> we didn't even fucking do the promo shit. First hour. <laughs> you better talk about Patreon. This is it right here. This is the so moment to us on Patreon. God damn. You know, we just had a person. <laughs> We just had a person donate 79 cents, and I respect that. I love that. Thank you so much, bro. You can buy Polar Pop. And oh, man. Any, it, any, literally. He's watching the master at work. It really feels like we have the hat out, like, Every cent helps. face up on the sidewalk <laughs> whenever you get a, a donation I think, like that. I think our Patreon <laughs> that, is crushing your all's Patreon, to oh, be honest. That's sick. Yeah. 100%. That's, wait, how much? How much, how much I, 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 I saw y'all talk about it on the episode. 350 a month? Yeah. Yeah. 
ridiculous. Yeah, we got sixty-three. We got, yeah, we got sixty-three. That's sick. Right now. I mean, I make most of my money drawing comics, so it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring that up. I fucking knew it. Yeah. Fucking knew it. <laughs> How much? What's your page rate again right now? Uh, I, I just 100. finished. I just finished a story for a fucking fifty-dollar page rate, bro. <laughs> oh okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just did couldn't two be me. For, I just did two covers for five hundred dollars each. So yeah, that's a little me. we're we're talking different. But beautiful stuff from you guys on your Patreon. Subscribe to the Gutter Boys <laughs> Patreon. Ramon is just built different, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a young savage. I got most of my money in Pokemon cards. I got some Yu-Gi-Oh cards in my portfolio. Um spawn two seventeens there too. <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, no Ramon, pl- plug the plug the Patreon uh, at Flintayo or Mex Flintayo yeah. Patreon, and Patreon.com slash Gutterboys too. You know, we're not we, we live in a you know it yeah. always supports the this show. This is a leftist. Days, this is a leftist podcast. Yeah, you are the chapo actually, of uh, comics podcast, and we're the cum town. <laughs> I actually, I actually want to prevent our our podcast our Patreon from getting too high because the higher it gets, the more Daniel starts saying like, "Yeah, am I getting a cut of this?" The money? more I <laughs> I hit him up on the on the inbox, uh, and I'm like, "Bro, we only got you know." Uh, it's only so one fifty a month. What am I supposed to do? It's not like one fifty a month. I know, it's I know, one fifty a month. I'm, we're I'm, at I think we're at like forty nine dollars a month. <laughs> Shout out. We love the, we love the fans. We love the listeners. Thank you so much. Everything that you do helps the show. Anyways, back to the back to the regular shit. Um, no, no, the content. We need that I we need to the about... we need the JB production for when we do the plug and yeah. then the X Men commercial now. And I really love the format of the show, boys. You'll yeah. be doing. Just hit record. Real y- y'all want to say that you're Cum Town, but we're clearly the least produced podcast. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, are the Cum Town yeah. in terms of production yeah, quality. The, yeah, the listeners are like, maybe we donate more than 70 cents if you fucking didn't sound like complete garbage. <laughs> hey, it's all it's all beautiful. It's all love. Let's. I want to talk about content, though, because like what Scorsese was saying, I think, is true in comics, which is... The companies, they want to devalue content mm-hmm. more than anything else because once they devalue the content, once they devalue the stories, the artwork that's being done for it, that's how they keep rates low. That's how they keep people sort of under their thumb. And when, you know, when when I came into the business, you know, I was making like 250 a page and I thought, this is fucking amazing. I talked about it on the last show, but it stayed that way until I went to Bad Idea where they gave me a raise and that was sick. But like... Up until that point, it was always a struggle because to them, as long as they can keep telling you it's Batman that makes the money, it's Mm -hmm. whatever that makes the money. And literally that's plug and play. Anybody can do that. There's no incentive to treat workers with any kind of respect. It's like there's it's like you're saying, oh, I'm the best at delivering something for for Uber Eats. You know, Uber can say, no, you're not. You're the same thing. So like the idea that content is just like a delivery service for these stories it, that's what like Scorsese was saying. Like they want to devalue the artistry of it, and I feel like in indie comics you can't really get around that because there's no money in it, right? So I respect that a lot about it. I just wish you guys drew better. That's all. <laughs> I, I want to see yeah, those. I, I don't know if there's any money in any of it. Yeah, I mean you're you're making money, well, but I made some. I make a little bit of money. Yeah, but you're not making money off of comics. Like you cash I don't a make fat good check money. from a deal, but it's not from the comic. It's not from selling that book. 
Well, we'll, well see yet. And let me let me ask you something because I saw a, a recent interview with like uh, Chips. Well, it was re- I guess like it might be a year or so old now, but Chips Zdarsky was, uh, and I, I feel like he's like pretty big right now in like the big two, and uh, yeah, he was yeah. talking about how like he worries about what he'll be doing in ten years. So like right exactly you know so yes you know you're making money in comics like now and that's fucking great like obviously that's amazing um I wish everybody was able to make you know bags like that in comics but do you think as an industry I mean are you just waiting like you as a as a worker in that position are you just waiting for the bubble to burst or are you pretty optimistic about you know staying um, afloat well as an outlaw, I don't look at things in terms of like day to day, like baby, for, day to day. Yeah. Well, for real though, like I, the way I the way I work about comics is like okay, I'll, I'll worry about what I'm going to do like to the next year or whatever. And then I you know keep making shit, and I know that like if the thing is like people that do like the shit, they're not going anywhere. They might not be able to give the money to Marvel or DC to support the people, but I do, I don't think like art is it can only exist within a capitalist society. So I don't think capitalism is the only thing that allows people to live off of art if that makes sense like i could do it for less money and i you know i don't make great money because i'm so slow that's the that's the kicker right like if i was producing pages at a clip i would be doing fucking incredible but i don't i'm i'm pretty slow artist and that's that's the uh that's why i don't worry about all that shit it's like i gotta worry about what i'm drawing on a day-to-day basis but that's also why i'm you know interest i'm more interested in advancing like socialist like policies on a on a national scale yeah i think because there's no way we can there's no way we could fix a broken comic book industry right it's been broken since it was started yeah but you can try to fix the (laughs) underpinnings of like as for somebody living in the u.s arc material conditions right right yeah we're not we're not gonna be the we're not gonna i i don't see myself as the person who will be able to like do monthly comics uh, that can really uh, keep uh, those deadlines going. Um, so I'm also uh, not interested in specifically the 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 page rate of comics. I I'm, I'm trying like the I think we're all figuring out how to make it work outside of that, right? Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, like for for you guys though, because there is even like for as much as I see it from mainstream comics. And, like, I know people who, like, I know people who do really well, and I know people who do, like, not well, but they get by, like, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I, I see the spectrum of it. But for, like, for, like, indie comics, do you just know, like, everybody? It's, like, just a foregone conclusion. Unless you're, like, you got in the 80s, you have a day job. Is that, like, well, the idea? Uh, it really depends because, and we say this on the pod all the fucking time. The only way you're going to make money in comics is not doing comics. Yeah. So most of these deals that you get, whether it be in mainstream, direct-to-market stuff, or indie books, it's you're going to get your bag by selling the property or so, licensing mm. it out or basically doing anything that is not even comics. Yeah, pretty much yeah. like people might know your work from comics, but they'll hire you for like freelance illustration gigs or something like that. Like that's the only way you're going to make money in quote unquote art and indie comics. Um, yeah. Or, I, I mean, or you a can really swank illustration job. Like most people know who Chris Ware are not based on his name or his comics, but from his illustration yeah. work that he does for covers. Or you can and like just... Adrian Tomine who does like New Yorker shit. Yeah. Right, exactly, or same idea before Playboy folded. Um, I saw somebody's check uh, that was in indie comics oh, and she yeah. showed me her check from a <laughs> eight page Playboy story. And it was wild. So you can always like kind (laughs) of luck into an opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I think McSweeney's 
the quarterly like literary magazine they'll do like one or two comics an issue and i think they pay pretty well um so it's really just about getting a spot in the right publication with indie comics because your book isn't really going to be sustainable at all i mean somebody that uh is pretty high up at fanographics um as far as like one of their uh, artists and cartoonists uh, only gets a fifteen hundred dollar advance when you would think they'd be making like five to ten thousand dollars on their advance. So every advance in comics is like laughable. But like the thing is, it's not that there is no money in like publishing and all that stuff for comics. Like I think there is still a want and a need for that material. Like I bet you know I I don't I couldn't imagine. That's why I need you to have Tilly Walden on your show. <laughs> Yeah, that's clearly happening now. Thank you, Ramon. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine I imagine their advance isn't that bad. So I'm thinking, like, you know, the, who knows? Like, maybe there is money, and like, if you're that good, right? Yeah, but well, also, it, yeah. Tilly Walden's doing a 500 page book once a year. Exactly. So exactly. I mean, it, it it also depends on who's your publisher. Is it a right, proper right. book publisher that's going to give you a proper book paycheck, or mm-hmm. is it just some right. comic label? You know. But but the stories that like Tilly would do, we keep using them as an example. But you know, there's others. There's other really great cartoonists that are doing stuff on that level. I think I don't know them, but I'm sure they exist. <laughs> God damn. And, <laughs> um, Ramon no, breathes like, hate. It's fucking. But amazing. they're. <laughs> but, oh shit. But they're. Uh, they're. They're. Their stories aren't sold for content only. It's not just strip mine for for IP. No, but I mean, so like, I, if you look at, like, those Netflix shows, like, I'm Not Okay With This and The End of the Fucking World, those were, like, uh, Charles Forsman was mm. doing those. So, yeah. um... That's the other goal, like, the Netflix bag? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, I mean, can, think about... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Cam. No, I was gonna say, if you can get a Netflix bag, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you have to aspire for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was just, I was gonna say, like, I'm thinking back to, like, the early to mid-90s when uh, companies were way more willing to outsource uh indie comics into kind of like mainstream spaces i mean the fact that we had a show like liquid television on mtv doing a charles burns adaptation in live action is like fucking wild you would never think that shit like that would happen today with you know today's indies creators and it's not like we don't have any indie creators that are as good as charles burns so well i I think the thing is like for for mainstream comics because I, I think what you're saying is true is like there used to be more of like a pipeline for like like people would read the mainstream sort of artists of that day, but there would also be like a Sam Keith running around there. Well, I know? think people were just more willing to read comics in general. It didn't matter if it was from the big two or if it was from Fanographics or if it was from, you know, just insert label here. It doesn't matter. A comic was a yeah. comic back then. And now oh. there's a clear distinction. And it's right. Yeah. yeah it's, I want to theorize that it is it is all thanks to Wizard Magazine kind of having all these things together in one magazine. Like there you mean was like the current a, pop culture nerd. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, like, um, like the way Wizard did touch upon like Black Hole and Bone. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They they did have a space for other comics within it. And so you did buy Wizard Magazine and I bought it for for like the Wolverine covers and all the sick shit uh, that they had inside. But I like you have that magazine for a whole month. You're going to eventually like see what makes all these other indie books that they're spotlighting uh, uh, popular. And maybe there was some gatekeeping there, but um, 
it, it, it did keep those people in the same conversation as the big two artists and writers. I agree with that, and I think that that's something that's kind of been lost, and I think that's why there's such a disconnect between indie comics and mainstream comics now, because yeah. with a website, you know, it's easy to just scroll. It's like, oh, you see the word Fantagraphics or Charles Burns, you're like, ah, I don't really give a shit. Let me scroll until yeah. I see the next, you know, spoilers about Detective Comics. Um, but with Wizard, you know, you, like you said, you had that magazine for a month, and that was, like, how you consumed media back then. So yeah. um, I don't really know if there's a solution to that um, as far as, like, integrating the two worlds. I think they're just going to be completely separate from now on. It's the well, Gutter yeah, Boys I mean, Mexico crossover. This is the yeah. solution right now. <laughs> we restart Wizard Magazine. Yes. There's not there's not as many outlets now. We're too. building. Yeah, we've done a couple episodes now where we've talked about how like depressingly little there is to like read and hear about different perspective right. in comics. Yeah. And like that's why that's partially why we started the show was we wanted to like have different types of voices, mm -hmm. yeah, same, have different same, like exactly. conversations and like well, you know, like, it's interesting, though, because even with this show, we'll get a little bit sort of like tunnel view about like, oh, we're, we're looking at Image Comics number one. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's just keep doing that. Like, let's just keep doing that thing. Yeah. And then forgetting, like, the point was to talk about different shit. Well, that was funny, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's any good enough reason to do anything in terms yeah. of like a podcast, it's because it's funny. Yeah, re reading That's reading right. comics yeah. is always uh, a, a joy. Like whenever we have these uh, episodes that are about a specific issue, especially if it's like an old 90s issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's worth it. Yeah. I mean, there's some there, I have like a list of like comics I want to just talk about because I like just comics in general. I feel like s since they've gotten corporatized, which is almost like. Uh, maybe a few years before I got into it when like the media buyouts happened. So like I've only ever existed in the world of like comics are just the, the, the arm of Disney or Warner brothers. And since that's been the case, it's been real easy for them to just go to, sort of be like, this is what sells. This is what a board member or whatever would think would sell. This is what we can show to people. Like this is what we're giving these people money for. And they're not going to be like, what? That's weird. You know what I mean? Um, and it, I, I feel like the, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. The, 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 the more that that happens, uh, where, where companies can just sort of like have their thumb on like what the media landscape is. That's why also like it's devalued the art form. Like, cause they can just say, no, the only art that's good is like Greg Capullo style or whatever. And that's what all the sort of make comics crowd, what they aspire to make. And those stories are the only kind they want to make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, th I think with the, with Disney, uh, the Disneyfication or the corporatization of content, it, it is kind of like a, a double-edged sword. And, and I'm not defending them, but I, like, I did... Uh, have uh, a a family member uh give me their uh, Disney Plus so I I am now within that world horrible and uh, <laughs> I would never play for Disney Plus only HBO Max I, and, and I'm not I'm not record. paying for it my my brother is uh shout outs to Ivan love you um horrible but Ivan, I how dare you I was watching The Mandalorian and I great show I get what they're doing <laughs> in the sense of they can they know exactly how to uh package the they know the star wars experience better than uh like what 
George Lucas was trying to do after or what um what they tried to do with the new trilogies like they were in that show they were perfectly uh condensing the the content like whatever it yeah. is and I'm not saying it's a good thing I'm saying that they scientifically know how to hit the dopamine receptors in my brain where like I I register all the cool like little sound effects they they're purposefully using like more puppets uh with their stuff they're doing a lot more like tactile sets um they're, they're, yeah, but it's still bullshit though. Yes. It's still like bland. Yeah, I guess what 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 I was getting to was that I'm I'm just waiting for the moment where Disney can buy the rights to the Scorsese cinematic universe. No, I don't want to see the the Raging Bull, Bull prequel. Yes, you're gonna get a Departed <laughs> series. You know what's funny is like so I love uh, Hannibal Lecter and like the Red Dragon shit, Manhunter, and like I I don't think the Hannibal show was that great, but I think it was interesting. They just debuted Clarice, and it's like a weird thing where uh, NBC had the rights to Clarice from Silence of the Lambs, uh-huh. but not Hannibal Lecter. Uh, how the fuck does that even happen? <laughs> so it's after Silence of the Lambs, like po- like after she's stopped Buffalo Bill, she's she has PTSD, and she's just like lived in a... Uh, like she's lived in like a basement, just like working for the FBI. She's like too kind of shell shocked to leave to leave her place. She's cut herself off from society, but she's like being dragged out because of the system and like the patriarchy. They're like they need her. So, but they presented it like a YA FBI show. Like like Clarice is just a small bean, and she <laughs> needs to like she's like fighting back against like a, a big mean FBI uh, sergeant or whatever the so fuck. So this is a real show that's coming out. Yeah, I keep hearing radio ads, yeah. They they like they the only flashback that you get to, like the, there's tons of like remember Buffalo Bill, but the <laughs> only stuff that happens that you see from the last one is you'll see flashbacks of a guy who's just doing Buffalo Bill impression like from the movie uh-huh. and you hear that you hear like 10 seconds of Goodbye Horses. Nice. But like so like they that's the thing is like that's a great it's problematic like the Sands of the Lambs. It's like super transphobic or whatever that's why i prefer red dragon that that is actually a very positive for the voyeuristic psychopath community of which i consider myself a part of you felt good representation (laughs) there i as you know i spend hours watching people's home videos they upload to youtube so i saw myself Mm, mm -hmm. in francis dollar hide in the red dragon it was like that robin williams movie like uh uh the the one with the pictures like where is one hour yeah one hour photo another great film another great film he gave that boy the neon genesis evangelion (laughs) figure very sick Um, yeah that was the realest moment as soon as like robin williams knew neon genesis evangelion i was like yeah that guy's a psycho (laughs) i've never seen that movie but it's actually one that i've wanted to watch um you should it's pretty good yeah i might check it out similar to the red dragon i feel like the audience doesn't owe me anything but awe (laughs) (laughs) yeah slowly unbuttons his shirt and stands up during a panel discussion i've actually broken every mirror in my house i have the cover to (laughs) i have the the cover to uh all-star superman number one tattooed on my back (laughs) that's your that's your red dragon do you see do you see now do you see um anyways so they're doing clarice they're doing Clarice and it's like 12 seconds. And the thing is of 12 seconds of like goodbye horses of like the commodified, like the thing that you could drain from that Mm -hmm. movie sort of 
of part from the story is that like one iconic moment. And every company is just very smart at being able to give you 10 seconds of the things that you remember Mm -hmm. and selling it to you as a product. And, you know, that's the devaluing of, of stories of art, you know, like, I I don't know if you guys saw the Mortal Kombat trailer. Yeah, actually that was sick as fuck. Super fucking sick. But like, as soon as I, as soon as I saw, I'm like, Okay, at some point they're gonna do the Technos theme. It's gonna be slowed down. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna want to get hyped up, but it's just gonna give you a taste of it, just so like it triggers the neurons in your head to be like, remember, yes. give us money. Yes, yeah. you like this thing. I think the the sickest part of that trailer, real quick, was when uh, cop no, 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 cop no. Jax was like trying to fuck up Sub Zero, and he just froze his arms and shattered him. Finish him. That was yeah. They had that. They had that right so there, fire. opening in the in the trailer. Yeah, it was sick. So, wait, uh, how do you guys feel about Mortal Kombat? You fuck with it? Uh, I mean, like, I don't hate Mortal Kombat, but I haven't, I don't play them regularly just because, like, I don't have the time to get good at fighting games. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is like a Call of Duty for people who drink, like, an off-brand Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Mortal Kombat, I, I always see everything as, like, Coke, Pepsi, PlayStation, Xbox, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Yeah. I, I was, I, I, I chose my I, I drew my uh straw and i came out street fighter and i and i appreciate mortal Kombat people and ripping skulls out of people's heads but i'm i'm a street fighter boy i'm, a, I'm a, i was a mortal Kombat dude when i was a kid because like it was the you know like i said the violent psychopath option yes there was no there was no art about it <laughs> there was no art yeah. about it it was just because like, it was on skull. the psychopath checklist Skull, yeah. chain, knives, fucking badass, blood. Were you upset so... when they introduced, like, turning, like, the friendships and the baby thing? I, n- I mean, I never, I was not a smart enough person <laughs> to do a fatality. <laughs> you could do the pit, the uppercut onto the pit? I could do yeah. the pit, and that was it. If I if I won a match, I'm, I'm most likely just kicking somebody out of disrespect. Fuck out of here, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not, I'm not a nerd, bro. This isn't the fighting game community. Button. This is like the button mashing community. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I, I it was, say, it Mar- was... Mortal Kombat was my introduction to fighting games, and then as soon as I got Marvel versus Capcom, I was like, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just out of my life. I was always a Tekken guy. Tekken was fired. I do yeah. like Tekken too, yeah. Who was your Tekken main? Yo, I was lol. You know who I loved was uh, Brian Fury. Oh, oh, yeah, he was sick. Ramon, he, we can, he just, this is something we can bond over because Brian Fury the was the guy. He fuck out of dudes. He, was he had so the hardest sick. hits. That's the hardest, the hardest hits. hits. That's all I'm about. <laughs> I've yeah. always been a King fan. I loved King. Yeah, I King was King. sick. King and Brian Fury were the guys. King is the weeb favorite, and I love him because he's Mexican. But I hate him because he's a weeb. And <laughs> I, like he's, he, uh, like, I feel like there's enough Japanese representation in tech, and the Mexican doesn't also need to be a Japanese guy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, I always thought that was fire, and I loved King, but I could not do any of his moves. Like, he was too complex of a fighter for me. That's why I like Brian Fury, because I could just punch a motherfucker. Yeah, it, it was all the moves were literally just fist to face. Yeah, as hit. hard as possible. All gas, no brakes, no, t- no back step. Just hit him. But, Wait, but I thought King was Mexican. That's what I'm saying, though. But like, he was too complicated for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your guy in Mortal Kombat? Just out of curiosity. Scorpion, just because you could do the get over here. Get over here. Yeah. Uh, first one was probably yeah Scorpion, and then the second one was always Reptile. I had absolutely no interest. Like I, I, I couldn't tell the characters apart. Like, 
That's racist towards Asians. That is super racist <laughs> towards Asians, and you should be ashamed. Racist towards ninjas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I loved Kano because Kano mm. was like, Kano was just like a violent thug who, like, all the other guys, like I said, are good at martial arts. All of them, except for Kano. <laughs> he just yeah, Kano had a laser eye. That was his game. Yeah. And he had a knife. He was like a knife pervert. Yeah. <laughs> I I, re- I was reading this morning some stuff about Kano because I was a little bummed that Kano wasn't jacked in that trailer. That was my only real critique of the of the film. So of the trailer so far. But I read that in like three of the games, he had a lock of Sonya Blade's hair that he ripped out of her head that he made into a necklace that he wore in like all the PS2 games. Oh, and I thought shit. that's knife pervert confirmed that was yeah. content you could relate to i was like that's such psycho shit that i i love that for kano man i love that he got hit that he uh, ripped like he was able to rip out uh, like a whole lock of her fucking hair and like just savored that shit for like years <laughs> well do you remember in the first movie he was like i think she killed him with her thighs so uh, uh yeah do i remember was, like, it? real Beautiful into that death. yeah that was a formative trans a transfer <laughs> that was a formative moment for me in my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shout out! Oh, man. Shout out oh. to uh, Bridget. Was it Bridget uh, Wilson? I think she was Bridget Wilson Sampras. She was uh, Billy Madison's teacher. I was going to say the teacher oh, from yeah, Billy she Madison. Same yeah. one. Holy shit! And yeah. she was in uh, so she was in Last Action Hero. She was Arnold's daughter, oh. who was only in the movie as a love interest for the fucking child. So as a boy, <laughs> I'm like, that's a babe that would fuck a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> Uh, shout out that's that was, the 90s were such an insane time yeah no like like kids could just fantasize about kissing adult women and there was no like movies were all about like 10 year olds fantasizing about kissing adult women yeah you remember the movie did you guys ever see the movie milk money oh of course oh yeah yes. they pay the uh, who was the blonde in that melanie griffith they yeah, pay yeah. her to show her boobs and change yeah, yeah who's the dad he was the dude from uh it was it. It wasn't Woody Harrelson. Fuck, who was no, the dad? Uh, it was the dude from Westworld. Yeah. Um, oh, Ed Harris. Ed was Harris. Ed? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Crazy. Shout out to and Ed like, Harris, a bald king. Melanie <laughs> Griffith was was uh, chased around by her pimp, and <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> um, she like went to the school up. in like a, a skin tight, flesh colored like leotard. And mm-hmm. the kid like drew the vagina and the ovaries on her. <laughs> Again, another yeah. transformative experience. And women and, and women on Twitter wonder why guys are so fucked up. Like they yeah. act as if we haven't just been. You uh, wonder. You wonder why we need this instead of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> we just Not we learn how to empathize with yeah. women because they are running from their pimps and milk money. The the milk money to <laughs> podcast pipeline. Thank you, Gen Z. Shout out. Yeah. No, but like if, if the three movies I said, Mortal Kombat, a movie for kids, like that was mm-hmm. a movie for children because kids were playing Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Yeah. And it was like, here's this chick crushing a dude with her fucking thighs. Then you had Last Action Hero, a movie where that same chick is in it and is like going to fuck a kid. Basically, It's the fantasy and it's a, a child's <laughs> fantasy of getting to be in an action movie. And then you have Billy Madison, which is just like, if you're a kid, imagine if you got to like run being a being a child in like god mode you were like a rich guy <laughs> who like who got to do whatever he wanted speed run school basically <laughs> that like she was a god tier actress for like if you were a kid in the 90s a dirtbag child in the 90s <laughs> mm-hmm. she's a legend we got to respect her she's right yeah, there with right. um uh Joan Cusack in terms of 
Like, <laughs> how is that anyway the same? No, like it, just in terms of like women who in the '90s made me feel funny things. Oh, okay, true. just in the sense that you want like to Adam's family, people. like the way she treated Fester. The way she treated yeah, Uncle absolutely. Fester and Adam's family? Absolutely. Like, no, she was a total... That was another transformative thing where she's like, I don't love you. I just want to, you know, take your money and kill you. Uh, I'm like, all right, yeah, let's yes. go. Was it a simp move or a pimp move for him not to care? Oh, no, that was an ultra pimp move. Like, when yeah. he shows up with the wig and the and the pastel uh, clothes and everything, I'm like, yeah, I get it. That woman, I would do that for that woman. Like, I have a, I have a Miss Piggy thing. I have a Miss Piggy thing where if, if a woman wants to, like, uh, beat me up, I that's good. That's a good thing. Related, yeah. more content, yeah. more content news. Did you see that they're making a Wednesday Adam spinoff? Oh, oh Jesus. no. A cartoon or what? I think it's live action. It looks live action, yeah. Tim Burton's directing, and it's like Wednesday Adams is going to be a burgeoning psychic who goes to a school for like twisted kids. Now oh I have so many problems with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Firstly, that's insulting. Is it on Netflix? Wednesday, I guess it's a Netflix, of course. Okay, that's yeah. the most Netflix thing you've ever heard. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's like it's it's super disrespectful to the violent sociopath community of which, again, I consider myself a part of. <laughs> You're, you're a spokesman, uh, a, a voice in the community. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to spread positive social, social psychopath, uh, so psychopath, so sociopath. Sorry, violent sociopath. I'm trying to. I'm in part of that community, and I'm trying to just push positive messages out for us. So the fact that they took Wednesday Adams and they made her a, a, a psychic or whatever, terrible, awful. Is that a Disney Second, thing? Uh, no Netflix. No, no Netflix. yeah, I, okay. I think somebody is Christina Ricci uh, playing Wednesday Adams. Well, I mean, if she was, then we'd have to have a conversation about if I have to watch it. But she's going to be in school, <laughs> so there's no way. <laughs> like, Christina Ricci. What's up with Christina Ricci? What she's up to? Where's right she now? been? Yeah. Hey, she was in that show where she was like a a, a serial killer recently. With uh, her sister was um, from the faculty, Clea Duvall. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw that it went for quite a while. Yeah, Christina Ricci hmm. uh, has has positive cred in my book. <laughs> was, I, was I supposed to say Ghost of Mars? Yeah. Was I supposed to say, uh, but I'm a cheerleader? Exactly. <laughs> I do. I can keep going. What was I supposed to say? She's all that? I, I got Claire Duvall's whole shit in my brain right now. Her, her entire yeah. filmography? <laughs> she was in a great uh, Charles Manson made-for-TV movie where she played the rat in the crew. Uh, the one that left in in uh, Once Upon a Time in, in Mexico, uh, Linda. <laughs> Ramon's just trying to Cass- prove that he is a psychopath. Like he's like, I have her entire <laughs> filmography. You don't know. Like I have pictures. I have her and pictures can, printed I, out with the eyes cut out. And I can tell you like detailed parts of Charles Manson's history. <laughs> this is hey. This is why yeah. I can't go to therapy. They kicked yeah. me out. I saw I saw Mindhunter. I can see twisted. the I can see the signs in what Ramon's saying. Yeah, I watched mine. Did you watch Mindhunter? Yeah, the, that was a good show. Yeah, I was really hyped for it. I was w- hoping for a third season. It never came. Well, because, you know, it got canceled. But I was like, they have a good show and they canceled the one good show that they have. It, it felt Anyways. like a true detective. Yeah. It, it Well, uh, uh, for me, because it was uh, David Fincher run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting some Zodiac vibes from it every one, once in a while, which I, oh, I love yeah, that I movie. Mean, he was heavy. I think it was just heavy, like, let me do a Zodiac TV show. Yeah, which I'm all for. <laughs> yeah, I love Zodiac. That's that's my favorite adventure one. He's <laughs> one sure. of your role models. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> I love for the real, Zodiac yeah. killer. I didn't mean the movie. I meant the guy. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think to the surprise of nobody, when I was in high school, I was a real like serial killers are interesting guy. You know what so I you mean? had the you had the mentality of most white women in their twenties right now. Then yeah, everybody thinks that now. So you were just ahead of the curve. Yeah, you, were you were originally really twisted. Yeah, I was just a Slipknot fan. <laughs> that's why that's why they don't cancel Ramon because this is like like wo- woman culture is to be into serial killers. <laughs> there was this a there was a book. There was a book that I read called The Last Victim, and it was about this guy named Jason, uh, I think, Voorhees. No, um, and he was a guy who fancied himself, like, in the pipeline to be, like, an FBI profiler. Like, that was his dream thing. And he was a teenager, and his goal for that was, like, let me write to all these serial killers that are in prison (laughs) and pretend to be their favorite, like, their ideal victim. So he wrote to... Manson he wrote to uh Richard Ramirez he wrote to like all the all the dudes and but he 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 wrote to um uh, mm-hmm. he wrote to John Wayne Gacy and John Wayne Gacy and him had like a detailed correspondence like they would talk often to the point where John Wayne Gacy convinced him to fly out to his prison where he had the guards turn the cameras away from his cell and when he got there he like scheduled it like a conjugal visit but the kid didn't know that he thought he was going because wow. he, thought, he thought he had the upper hand and the book kind of goes black. The book is it's his experience. And he's like, uh, I can never talk about what happened in that cell. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. At, and I'm reading that in high school thinking, Oh, I love serial killer. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> and I was just like, we're most reading that in high school and just beating off. I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna get sexually assaulted in a prison. Oh, I can't. I cannot. Do, I cannot. You start to keep like, your this, distance there. The shit yeah. got too. The shit got too real. I was like, ah, yeah, oh, no, sir. That's really grim. I'm like, serial killers are kind of lame, actually. <laughs> Maybe that is a good idea to have that one in high school. Like, just have yeah. that book lying around in high schools yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Go Deterrent. Ahead just ter- when white women hear about this, they're gonna lose their minds. They're gonna say, "I can't believe <laughs> you're I can't canceling believe serial, serial killers. killers." Are bad. Yeah. Damn, no, but uh, they made a they they made a movie about it where uh, William Forsythe plays Gacy. I can't remember who plays the kid, but the guy, the real life guy, ended up killing himself like two years after uh, I read that book. Oh so wow! R.I.P. But that really, I was like, uh, this is too real. I'm out. I withdraw my holdings and the. <laughs> yeah, you 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 you're saw- pulling back to just to just uh, uh quirky eccentric about serial killers not not any actual interest <laughs> you're yeah. gonna end up with the panic attack from mind hunters did you guys not have a serial killer phase where you were interested in like that kind of true crime shit no it's too real for me man um like yeah. i can watch it like fictionalized all day but like i tried to watch that staircase documentary on netflix and like in the first episode they show like the real dead body at the bottom of the stairs i was like i'm mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't see actual, like, the actual corpses. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, if you want to make, like, a Hollywood dramatization of, like, somebody falling down the stairs, like, in slow-mo and their head just splattering open, I can watch that Mm -hmm. all day. But you show me a picture of it for real, I'm out. Well, I was saying, I'm the opposite. I've been desensitized at this point. Yeah. Me Mm. too, because I I grew up on Mortal Kombat. Well, yeah, that too. But, I don't know, like when you're a kid and you're watching, uh, you know, this like televised event on, on like national news that every TV is watching at that time. 
of like you know u.s air force is dropping bombs on iraq yeah right? it's like nothing really just you know phases me after that it's just like yeah okay yeah all right jb okay. you're you're a wrestling fan and i don't want to get too deep into it but um have, did, have you ever seen like a death match in in real life i've seen like quote unquote death matches but nothing yeah like not yeah, nothing, like real intense yeah not like not like uh fmw no ropes Yo, they're about to do that did you see they that? They are in AEW. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched. I watched, uh, I watched uh, Drake Younger do one in like a bar. It was not like real. It was not like anywhere close to right. like a real one, right? But it was a lot of blood, and I remember thinking, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> well, wrestling's one thing to me, like rest because I know it's fake. Is Drake Younger the guy that's like QAnon? Yeah, no, he's a ref. No, he's... Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a big. Uh, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I, super nice guy when I met him out here, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's super nice. I'm sure. Shout out, shout out. And you know, I've, I've, I think the I want to build solidarity with QAnon people. I feel like, <laughs> hell yeah. Sorry, I, I need to like I'm I'm contractually obligated to cackle at that as a joke. <laughs> well, you know I'm not serious, but you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but like, how can you look at how the way the world works? Like we were talking about earlier, all these rich people are buying sort of underground mansion bunkers in New Zealand and not think that the the global elitists are trying to like, you know, kill off half the people so that they can inherit like what's left of a dying earth and like not and not have that warp your mind. Like even if you're not smart enough to grasp the reality of that, like I could see how that would drive people insane and why it does drive people insane. Yeah, we're only Again, like not 30... that I want to build not that I want to build common cause with QAnon people, yeah. but I'm just saying <laughs> We're we're only like thirty years in in our thirties into this mentality. Like we we have no idea the kind of warping that occurs once you hit like forty, fifty. Like the the kind of brain damage that these people, these Q people, are on after like a lifetime of this shit. You think about how Gen Xers grew up, and they grew up on like Wonder Years, and they they grew up on like the idea that like the world was going to be a good place. And we grew up again on Mortal Kombat, where mm-hmm. we know the world is not going to be a good place. It's not going to be kind to us. So, like, I can see how, like, yeah. the betrayal of, of like, the elites on on them, of, like, I can see how that could warp their mind in, like, dangerous ways. Mm-hmm. Whereas it just turned us into socialists. Yeah, the first movie <laughs> that I can that I can most clearly remember in my mind is Terminator 2. So, like, I started yeah. out with this yeah. idea yeah. that the, the end of the world was inevitable. Yeah. yeah. My uh, when I watched Terminator Two, I was terrified of it because my uh, very religious grandmother. The scene where uh, the apocalypse happens and you see like the person like <laughs> reaching through the fence and mm-hmm. like they yeah. end up burning. My grandmother told me if I didn't go to church, that's what was going to happen when God came back. <laughs> Cam, Cam, what uh, what was your grandmother again? Filipino. Filipino, oh, yeah. dude, I love Filipinos. This is a very pro-Filipino podcast, by mm-hmm. the way. Okay, hell yeah. Um, but my my grandma, I always consider Filipinos like the Mexicans of of Asia. I consider them uh, yeah. the Puerto Ricans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had That's this fight right. before. Yeah. Me and me and Daniel have argued if we, you're. We Puerto got Ricans we have the tropical climate. Uh, <laughs> we have the lechon. Yeah, lechon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, my grandmother told me when I was a kid that one day God and the devil were going to fight on the street, and if I looked out the window, uh, I would die. <laughs> you were ready so to risk sick. it all, I bet. Yeah. So just don't look out the window. Sounds amazing. And yeah, in my head, in my head, I'm thinking it's like a fighting game. Like they're just gonna be like, you know, exchanging blows. The ultimate so, Mortal Combat. Yeah. So I wanted to Are see you it, sure but he I... wasn't just reading like one of your like corn 
albums. I, like, just I, reading telling, linear notes like, or some shit. Was that the lyrics? Every, my one, Mexican one day God bro. will fight with the devil on the street. My grandma Marilu would tell me the wildest shit to just get me to behave in like little ways. And it was always like, if you don't do this, you're going to be murdered. So I would just do it. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> it was think, like, I think there's something to that uh, don't look out the window thing because uh, we have a friend named Dylan uh, who's who was raised Mormon and he's out of the church now. But apparently a lot of the Mormon churches don't have windows because they think when God comes back, if you look outside, you'll like he'll take you or some shit. I don't know. It's something yeah. weird like that. Yeah. My grandmother phrasing it is like the devil will be fighting God, and it was, I was like, "What? Yeah. I want to see that." You just like, look outside, and yeah. it's like the ending of Dogma. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I just like, can you just tell me what day? Maybe, and she was like, "No, nah, just listen. <laughs> just don't look out the window." It'd be funny with the Mormon Church if, like, if if God comes back and you look out the window, you have to be one of his wives. <laughs> <laughs> This That's is like a one-sided fight, though, right? God versus the devil. Like, you already know who's going to win that fight. It's, like, literally in the book. Well, I don't know. I, I know who won it the last time. Well, I mean, y'all y'all watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm ready. that's just rigged. I'm ready for... Uh, God, ready God for lost in the WWE, actually, if you want to be technical <laughs> about it. So. Vince McMahon beat God. That's yeah, right. Vince McMahon I'm beat God. For, so uh, I'm ready for round two. That's yeah, honestly, I, I, like, so good. I actually watched the entrances from that match because they, like, came up on Twitter the other day, and it's so fucking was hard. funny. It's still one of the greatest, yeah. stupidest gimmicks. I that can't believe they hard. did that shit. It's so fucking wild, but, yeah. Well, I mean, they, like, they also had a gimmick where CM Punk was Jesus. Yeah, but I well, mean, like, fucking... Messiah, not literal Jesus. Playing, like, an angelic choir on the yeah, Titantron and, like, a spotlight yeah, that, was that was going down the ramp on an invisible being. That shit is wild <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> that shit's yeah, hard yeah, as hell. Fair. Like, Vince McMahon is, is obviously a terrible person, um, but that that is fucking hard as hell to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the promos leading up to the match. Like, I remember Vince was in, like, the church and was, like, uh, like drinking the holy water and spitting it back into the container and shit. It's extremely, like, Nietzschean. This is Nietzschean wrestling. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, there's a lot of that in, in WWF. Straight yeah, nihilism. Oh, I was just going to say, there's a lot of that. I mean, you can also add some Freudian stuff, too, where he wants to fuck his daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Vince is wild it- as fuck. So yeah, it's like Triple H. Triple H is Vince McMahon's penis that he uses to. <laughs> this is this is just my extrapolation here. Well, he's a nut because he was constantly trying to run a thing where like uh, Shane McMahon impregnated his sister. Yeah, like back in the day, that was a constant. It was like, wouldn't it be great if like we had a storyline where like you know you're pregnant and uh, Shane is the father, and they were all just like, no, that wouldn't be tight. <laughs> 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 uh, i wonder how long he fought on that yeah i mean because it seems like whatever he wants still happens, going. so i'm surprised yeah, right. um but anyways back to comics let's talk to, like, yeah every no wrestling uh, podcast this is not this is not a wrestling podcast the law of the land baby this is podcast world you know Giannis milling Giannis or whatever i can't my bad Giannis. Because uh, he listens to the show <laughs> i think it's Giannis with with like milo Giannis. yeah but, yeah like, I know Giannis for sure because the basketball player. I'm hoping that's right. But anyways, mm-hmm. fucking sick artist, great artist. But he was complaining too much wrestling talk on comics podcast. He's not wrong. But I have to imagine. Yeah, have to imagine because he listened to your podcast. Yeah, maybe. And, Is and he the one just... who drew the uh, the bike that got colored like the Akira bike? Yeah. Okay. He drew the Akira yeah. bike. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the bike a red hood. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Okay. Nice. Um. I mean that should. 
you know, that shit's hard. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, like we, we're just we're just saying we we now have sort of almost like uh, we we made half of a promise to not be about a wrestling podcast, and we're immediately <laughs> we're immediately taking ten minutes to talk about it in this episode. I made no promise. Yeah, and, it's fine. Uh, this is like a two-hour episode. Yeah, no, yeah, this is cares? a special uh, special occasion. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's our fault anyway because we talk about that shit. Yeah. yeah. Speaking about Twitter drama. Speaking about Twitter. Um... <laughs> speaking of Twitter drama, like I I, I just wanted to say that uh, uh, like was I don't know if it was two days ago, but uh, JP woke up that morning and and got himself a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's crazy is I feel like he let it down, and then I was like, oh hey, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that reminds me of like the like the funniest moment when I saw the first season of Sopranos was when uh, Tony got really pissed off at uh, Junior's goon and he like starts stapling his face or like stapling yeah. him and, and and when he's done with that incident he drops the stapler in the middle of the street like like the classic like dropping the gun yeah yeah <laughs> so Ramon you so, did that yeah yeah I was like hey look at that no but uh. <laughs> Um, so I, there, you got into a couple of things, but the one that really caught my eye, yeah, the one that really captured my imagination <laughs> because right. I eventually got involved in it <laughs> was, was you, uh, a letter, we'll have to name his name. A letter said the reason he got into comics was because of Batman 89. And you said you got into comics because of comics. Toxic. Yeah, that was the joke. Just Keep in mind to that me, that's the entire context of all of this. Vile. Is that I made a joke saying I got into comics by reading comics. Again, a joke that I probably have made kind of like a thousand times right. like on Twitter. Right. Like, right. It, but I like people sort of like I'm a charming, cantankerous person. People just don't like you. No, so <laughs> This is anti-Asian sentiment. Yeah. Hey, Ramon's a rapscallion. There's been a lot of anti-Chicano sentiment, too, so, like, I'm with you. But it was amazing how quick that spiraled into your gatekeeping. Gatekeeping is wrong. All, all, paths, all paths to superheroes are pure and honest and the same thing. And I want to counter that with, no, it's not. Because <laughs> here's the thing. is When I was a child, I was into violent things. I was into crazy shit. I wanted to draw Scorpion all the time. Yeah, and I liked Wolverine because he had three fucking knives on each hand. Sick, incredible thing to have. Hey, real quick, I can ask this on the show. Um, somebody wrote into our show and asked this, and we never got to answer it. But you brought up Wolverine. Um, if can Wolverine be circumcised? Why would he not be? Because oh, the foreskin no. would grow back. Yeah, not no, now. But here's the thing: if, no, if he... mutant genes, mutant genes don't kick into your in your teens. If he was circumcised oh. before. But I don't Ooh, think he yeah. was because, like, if he's like a a, a hundred and thirty year old Canadian, oh, that shit that right. shit wasn't a thing until right. yeah. like he I saw the Adam ruins everything about circumcision. Yeah, Wolverine doesn't come <laughs> off as being Jewish or practicing Jew, so I don't. Yeah. Don't yeah. Think. Okay. Sorry. Confirm. Wait, wait for Cam to just derail foreskin. the conversation. Yeah. Go, go ahead Wolverine though. Yeah. Is circumcised. No, I mean that's hey, that's beautiful content. That's what we like to hear on the show. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> let's go back yeah. into JB uh, sh- with the Twitter fingers though. The trigger fingers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Twitter fingers turned to trigger fingers. Shout out to my guy Drake. Yeah. Uh, only <laughs> listener of the show, Drake. What yeah. one of my favorite uh, child groomers. Yeah. A, a toxic, <laughs> a toxic icon. Damn. Uh, uh, 
he's canceled. I listen. I didn't. I want to say right now, an hour thirty in, I denounce and reject all toxicity, all bad things yeah, in the world. Yes. I'm about positivity. I'm about love. I'm about peace. We denounce. We denounce Drake. We denounce the the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. I denounce the Zodiac Killer. I denounce <laughs> Scorpion and Sub Zero. And Kano. what about Shao Kahn? And Buffalo Bill canceled. And Buffalo Bill. Who else do I got to cancel from the show that we've um, talked about? Who, el- who else have you celebrated? Both Paul, Paul brothers, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. You're all canceled, baby. Joe Rogan, especially you, The billionaires bitch. in New Zealand canceled. <laughs> you hear that, Sam Neill? We're coming after you next. Oh, did you shout out to Sam Neill? He seems, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he does seem real <laughs> I, chill. <laughs> the only one I'm not canceling from the show is James Cameron, because you brought it up. Terminator 2, great movie. Avatar, great movie. Yeah. Titanic, yes. great movie. Yeah. Came now, from now, the Robert Corman school of filmmaking. Gotta respect that. The the other Absolutely. the other canceled person, JB. JB yeah, that's right, being right. canceled. Yeah, so back to me being canceled. Continue. Yeah. Put, I'm gonna put my hat down in my in my heart, lower my head and say, You're canceled, bitch. <laughs> 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 no, but so you you were gatekeeping. Let's admit it. Yeah. <laughs> admit yeah, so that I was there doing was a gatekeeping. Gate. Yeah, continue. Admit, admit that you were standing in front of a gate, saying you can't come in here. Powerful JB using his power in and influence <laughs> within the comic book industry to stop somebody uh, from Lurk. from in, enjoying the what got them into comics. JB, will you apologize for going onto his computer and uninstalling <laughs> uninstalling Adobe Illustrator so that he can no longer make comics? That's true. I did I did uh, cripple his ability to do the one thing he can do, and that's letter. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. I mean, will hey, like, will you admit that it was wrong and that all fonts are valid right now on the show? I all fonts uh, matter. You know, I, you know, yeah, sure, sure. All fonts matter. Yeah. The world is listening. Oh, you said it? Yeah. He said, said it. it. He said all fonts matter. I give another round of a hand. Call off the dogs. JB. That was a big moment. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like how uh, Dr. Phil feels when he gets somebody to admit that they were toxic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't doing the work. Let, yeah. let the, let the letterer group chat know that it's peace. It's peace now. <laughs> let the lettering community know. Screenshot the, uh, the iPhone notes apology. <laughs> Daniel, can you clip this for Twitter so that people can hear that just that moment? Yes. Where JB said, JB, say it again. Say what? Uh, what you said to say oh, all fonts, fonts matter. matter. All yeah. fonts matter. See, no more gatekeeping. He's done gatekeeping. He's done. Yeah. Letters. That's, that, was can... a, that was a growth. I did a growth, moment. guys. Come on. Yeah. That was a growth. <laughs> you don't have to leave this in, but uh, did Aubrey get upset with you over that? Because I think that's Aubrey's letter. Oh. No, he oh. stayed completely silent. Okay. That's wow. beautiful. And when, and when silent people do nothing, that's how we get growth like this. Yeah. That's beautiful yeah. that he did that. I think that's allyship. That I think Aubrey that's sat allyship. down and listened. I think Aubrey sat down and weighed who doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> who has... Shout out to Aubrey. Sitter. Shout out to Aubrey, uh, an honest man who has nothing to do with this problem. We don't want. Yeah, uh, right, seriously. We yeah, do yeah, not yeah, want yeah, yeah. to get him in any kind of hot water. He really has been an impartial king in the yeah. in the matter. Aubrey came on your old show, right? Yeah, he's yeah. been on here. Yeah, a couple episodes back, I think. Yeah, I it thought was I like heard our one second. Here. Yeah, he was like our second or third episode. Was, he won't was... come on our show unless he has something to promote, and we always miss like the ten day promo window. <laughs> yeah, we took it. Listen, he won't. He won't. He won't uh, 
talk to his wife unless he's got something to promote. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Damn. to Aubrey. Damn. Shout out to Aubrey. <laughs> all love, all love to the wife guys. It's all love. It's all peace. There's no hate. There's no. There's no yeah, hatred in my heart. He's a good dude. No, I, I've, I'm toxic. I'm sorry. I apologize. So here's. So we've unpacked the fact that you hate. You hate the for the fine art of lettering. <laughs> um, the the fine art of getting into comics in any other way really like the letterers made this about lettering we the letters made this about lettering you made this about batman 89 yeah and lettering <laughs> so we but we've unpacked that so but here it doesn't end there so after you said that controversial you like comic books <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> controversial incendiary yeah um hate speech a publisher a publisher of an un i, I won't name this because here's the thing i've said on this show that Oni Press can't like they they canceled the book that I was gonna do there, mm-hmm. and I had their publisher, I had one of their editors talk mm-hmm. to me, say we're sorry, we didn't mean it. I mean, I'm still not getting paid to put a book out through them, so they're not that sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> is, is that gonna be on this show anytime soon? <laughs> yeah, we we really we really should. <laughs> we should. I, mean, I talked to him today because I was trying to get a last minute guest. But <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh no, nah, but for real, like uh I, I don't want to name the publisher. I don't want to throw any unnecessary dirt because like I said, I'm not about harming the industry in any way. I'm trying about uplifting the industry, uplifting the mm-hmm, conversation, mm-hmm. right? I'm about peace and love and positivity. Yeah, go on. But this publisher said, JB, you're a piece of shit because you're a gatekeeper. <laughs> and and then Wait, like the official you know, like, Twitter account of the publisher said that? No, the owner. Oh like one the of the lead the guys on it. Yeah, I don't even know what you, you'll have to tell me what publisher this was after. Yeah, they, they decided but, to do like screen cap public statements about yeah. your one joke. But don't forget also, they wanted to remind the community what this is really about by getting a mob on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Said, the bullying. He said, tell, tell JV what an asshole he is and tell this letter how great he is. Because we probably, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but God, you know let's just say it's all love it's all peace shout out uh that that, that company yeah it, but, it's know, like we... they, they might have reason they might have reason to be overly nice to some mm-hmm. people in the comic making process hey, sometimes like you gotta tell people. your ugly friends that they're cute what company was this you can no nah, we'll tell you later yeah yeah okay <laughs> and uh hey, we... if you want to see the drama you have to be awake you have to be you have to be around at two in the morning when JV's mixing it up. Yeah. We, <laughs> we were aware of the drama and we were like uh I, I talking uh with JB throughout, like as as he was also posting through it, but we weren't inclined or or signaled or in any way to like engage further in that yeah, beef no, yeah, we right. knew that if like we could have escalated the situation like letting loose our reply dogs on uh, on the matter i don't know what you're talking about i don't have shooters like that i don't i don't control <clears throat> an army of goons what I, yeah. and i have cannot make that more clear but what, <laughs> I'm, what i'm saying is that the the aggression was very one-sided yeah yeah yeah, yeah very aggro very aggro you, JB was on a tear. He was feeling himself. I was I was feeling toxic masculinity through Twitter. <laughs> Hell yeah. Injected into your veins. Yeah, it's the craziest place to experience that. But you were on Twitter. You were wilding. And he said, like, everybody tell him he's garbage and tell this guy he's great. Um, 
I hate to pit any creators against each other. I would never do that. Well, thankfully, you weren't going to in that situation. Yeah. This is an episode about how we don't hate on creators or pit, pit them against each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one person specifically, so you dealt with that the way any respectable mm-hmm. person does. You just logged off. I don't care about this. <laughs> yeah, I muted it after. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the reasonable thing to do is, like, if you're in Twitter drama, let me, let me give it some advice to people. If you're in Twitter drama and you feel like you have to apologize, just apologize. Who gives a shit? Or it just don't reply. Don't Just don't continue a reply thread. There's no – nobody's forcing you to get into reply threads. Yeah. Rule one is don't be toxic. Rule two is if you are, just apologize for being toxic. Who cares? <laughs> and if you don't want to do that, just don't say anything, and it'll go away in, like, a day because – Every day Twitter refreshes and people forget about the thing that happens the day before. Yeah. Right. Dog but, brain. Total yeah, dog yeah. brain on Twitter. Total Great. dog brain. I for, I, I don't forget because I'm a psychopath. Yeah. yeah real ones, else we does. don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ramon scrawls everything into his arms with a knife. Keep that motherfucking thing <laughs> on me. He's like Victor Zez. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting every Twitter beef into his body. <laughs> if that helps. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing I have carved into my arm is 209, because that's where I'm from. Oh, no, true. But anyways. So many beefs you've gotten into on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the problem. Mm-hmm. You attack a letter, you're going to attack Team Make Comics, the Make Comics crowd, as I call them. Team Comics Makes Comics crowd. Now, people have asked, what is that? I'm here. I'm going to explain it to you right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. The Makes Comics crowd <laughs> are people that get on Twitter, and they are just toxic positivity. Like there are people like me. I'm very negative. I'm very toxic in that way, in that in that direction. But there's the other way where people just think that like making comics in and of itself. And I railed against this on the last episode. The creation is magic in some way. <laughs> that is magic yeah. and not labor. It's a very right? Disney understanding of anything. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if you wish upon a star hard enough, you'll get into comics. Yeah. And it's just not true. You have to work for it. And there's there's like a cottage industry of guys. Who spend a lot of time asking to make comics yeah. and, you know, saying like they make comics and they're a writer of some book that I've never heard of or whatever. And like, it's all love. It's all because I was there. I was that guy for a long time, too. Right. The only difference is I somehow lucked into having some talent and I was able to parlay that into <laughs> a little bit of success in the industry. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Not yeah. a lot. This this is the but, same crowd that it also it thinks that comics are about the power of friendship. Yeah. And it's not. <laughs> it's it's 100% not. Yeah, like right. the backbone of comics is on like a cutthroat industry. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, I, it's the fact yeah. that friendship exists despite comics. Yeah. There's a difference between like solidarity between a, like a, a person who's also doing this alongside you, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what I have for everybody, mm-hmm. and somebody who thinks that because you've done an anthology Kickstarter that we're the same and that I should treat you the same way I would treat somebody else. No, this, that I should treat somebody else who pulls an all nighter to make a deadline or to blow a deadline, but you still put it. <laughs> yeah. You're still awake. You're still awake at seven in the morning from the yeah. night. You're before. Either way, you're at up the page. all night doing it. Yeah. Either way you're up all night doing it. And like, I, I don't feel like it's the same. You know what I mean? Making comics can be backbreaking work. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for me because I sit upright when I draw, but other people. <laughs> I don't even know who that's against. 
That's definitely Ramon is attacking someone. I have no idea who he is. Flashing out in the dark. Yeah, he's throwing an arrow up into the sky. He saw a YouTube video of some guy drawing. <laughs> that arrow just, will hit someone. He carves two ten into his arms. Spray and pay, baby. Spray and pray. Yeah. Somebody, somebody out there needs a fucking back brace because they're hunched over. I'm not hunched over. I don't even have a drawing board. I just draw on like a fucking piece of wood. But it doesn't matter. It's beside the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not we're not the same yeah that's the point well, can I, I just i want to say one thing it's please interject please I, interject i, I have to get grown myself from this again. experience <laughs> in that i've learned that there's an even right. more embarrassing audience than the hustle grind spe- spectrum of social media and it's this yeah this is far more yeah. embarrassing yeah. what is it yeah no the hustle oh, grind is, is is respectable compared to the makes comics people Oh, the hustle grind is like the people buying Pokemon cards. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. The hustle grind idea is like you start up an account, right? And you like trick people into like paying you money because you're going to teach them how to oh, you know, right, have right. like the gorilla mindset. Got yeah, motivated. Right. Right. Yeah. It's the same Get, idea. Getting it's, this it's, bread. Start, yeah. Like starting up a Twitch channel to teach people how to color comics. Like you. Figure out the paint right, bucket. Right. To my fucking... You don't need a tutorial on how to draw a line. Yeah. Exactly. Just, do just it. fucking do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. That's... Yeah. And you know what, JB? I also got into comics by reading comics. I went to the library. I checked out 20 books and I studied them. I looked at how to draw the Marvel way. I, yeah. you know, I, I'm a, I'm a child of the Bushema. Uh, I'm that dude, right? Yeah. I, he lives through me now. Mm-hmm. Corbin, he lives through me now, okay? <laughs> I'm old school. But a lot of these motherfuckers think that they can just get a tablet and, you know, get a, Wac- a Wacom Cintiq tablet and wow. they'll just, like, it'll be just gifted onto them because they've watched a few YouTube videos. It's not like that. That's not how it works. But here's the thing. is like, I love for you because you're trying, right? I think the the other difference between the, the make comics, hashtag make comics community and, and people who are actually working is that the make comics people have the time to post to be posted yeah. true but yeah. but here's the thing the difference between all the people i just named about with that are getting tablets and teaks they're drawing they're not writing yeah <laughs> so that's why like i've so been if, i've been quiet lately and that's just because i've had to fucking draw you know i'm not plugging mm-hmm. a fucking kickstarter that i wrote all day that uh has 12 days left and is halfway funded <laughs> the miracles um and that's beautiful if you're trying to make that comic right that's beautiful yeah. if you're trying yes. to do that but what i'm saying is do not tell me that we are doing the same thing and that I should use Twitter the same way that you do because you're using Twitter as LinkedIn and I'm using Twitter to have a good time to right. just get some jokes right. off. Yeah. So here's yeah. so here's why that matters <laughs> because there was somebody who got into it with JB and then he he ba- I woke up and I see <laughs> Somebody, I wake up and I see somebody say along the lines of like, there are all these people, they're cutting their, they're cutting their career short. (laughs) They're cutting, he said they're, they're cutting their career short so they can be toxic, mean, bully, wrestling heels. First of all, I would never call myself a fucking wrestling heel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You you refuse to use wrestling terms this way. (laughs) I told, I said on the last podcast, I don't use wrestling terminology ever, period. Are you shooting, bro? He's, he's shooting, (laughs) he's shooting right into my face. (laughs) <laughs> I'm dead ass serious right now. I would never do that. I, but is heel the origin of heel? Is that a wrestling thing? Because like, what about in the song The no, Grinch? But, like they say he's a heel. 
Well, yeah, I mean, but did that's wrestling what, exist uh, before the Grinch? That's yeah. <laughs> the question Cam is asking right now. <laughs> <laughs> what he said is wrestling. He said wrestling heels. Oh, wrestling. He heels, said that's yeah. what he that said. G- that's what JB was doing, and they and he says, "Why would you want to cut your career short to pretend to be a tough guy on Twitter, a wrestling heel?" And, and then somebody said, "Yeah, I don't know why they would do that." And he goes, "For Ramon Villalobos, like yeah. so me." Being the G that I am, I liked his tweet. I said, "If that has currency, here you go. <laughs> you were, you were, here's a gift. Giving hey, him a little fam. tip. Yeah, <laughs> I gave him a little gift. Here you go. You're being a little wrestling heel. You're being my. You're you're following the leader. You're being my son right now. I'm gonna give you what you want. Here's a little bit of attention. He got." He blocked me, and I thought that was hilarious. I think that, as, like, but as soon as I saw that, as soon as you you shared that that had happened, I knew that that was going to break his brain. It's like the touch of death. You gave him the touch <laughs> of death at that moment. Yeah. It was a spiral of no return there. I didn't even get to see this shit the next morning because like, when I woke up, this guy had blocked me, I'm guessing, just by proximity. Um, I, I would block you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that they kept going in on JB's podcast, so I'm assuming they probably just clicked through the podcast, saw my yeah. name, and were oh, like, yeah. block. You're like joined at the hip. I would block you just because I've heard your 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 rap music. Um, <laughs> and that's what I'm holding. So Ramon, you gave him the like. What happened? So yeah. I gave him the like. He blocked me, and I took a screenshot because, like, here's the thing. I'm on Twitter and I don't care about that shit. Right. But I also am in like a few DM groups and everybody else who's followed knows that person is sending me DMS. Like people who are not even in the fucking thing are sending me, look what he said. Look what he said. He spent all day being mad at me for, for, for <laughs> he, telling he had people a that he blocked he, me. He, like, yeah. Why should he even care that that I mentioned that he blocked me? He blocked me. He can't even see it anymore. He did a, so he I'm did like, a don't meet your heroes post <laughs> he said like he's one of my favorite artists i this is so sad and i'm like you know what dude i feel bad because i saw like again people were sending me old tweets that he, he said a tweet about like a batman drawing that he wanted to get it tattooed on his back not a joke he really said that <laughs> and like i would only do that for good artists like frank quietly not for bad artists like me <laughs> but but so like i'm like okay that's you know I I I since I want to say like if you're listening, that was harsh of yeah, me. Yeah, there's 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 a five percent chance that some of the people we we're addressing at this point might check in to to see, but I doubt it. But who knows? Well, I mean, if they're psychotic JD's enough to it, do that. Yes. Listen, if you if you hate us, and you're gonna listen to our podcast, that's absolutely wild. Hey, guess guess what? Uh, guess how the advertisers can tell the difference between a hate listener. And an, an enjoying listener, <laughs> fucking zero. Yeah. Yes, keep, keep yes. those fucking clicks, baby. Yeah, I, I I really like the idea that they're going to uh, listen all the way into like the hour forty five mark <laughs> to get to to get to the good stuff. They're gonna have to hear imagine us talking they're... shit. Yeah, imagine them. They they don't like me because they think I went over out like overboard mm-hmm. on Twitter, and then they hear me talking about how I've only ever related to to serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. It's like, oh My man, hell yeah! Yeah, they can't control F their names on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna yeah, have to hear listening? it. It's all peace and love now. I've left that behind me. Okay, mm-hmm. but here's but like my the the thing is like I feel bad about it because like if he wants to make comics, that should be you know he should totally do it. But I I said on the thing like people who think that Twitter is the business 
don't understand the fucking business. While he was while he was spiraling, and I feel bad about it. I hope he's doing all right. I reached out to somebody. They told me they talked to him and that he's doing okay. That he just needs to take a break. That he feels bad for being negative towards me, even. But I like people who think that th- being online is being in the industry. That's not what it is. The whole time he was doing that, I was working, and I have a good relationship with my editor who who pays me money. <laughs> okay, that's the difference. Like some people, their whole sort of like existence in the comics industry is tweeting at people saying that they like their work. That's not where I'm at as a professional. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to point out the difference, not to gatekeep, you Mm -hmm. know, not Mm -hmm. to gatekeep whatsoever. (laughs) It's all love. It's all peace. But (laughs) that's just my point of view. How do you guys feel about that? I think simping allowed. Yeah. Here's here's what I think. Um, You all are very uh, diplomatic and you don't say names on our show. We're just like, fuck this person. (laughs) Well, I I generally will say names. I forgot this person's name. In this case, I feel... Yeah. yeah. In this case, I feel. Yeah. In this case, I did. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, fuck. I kind of don't want to look up Twitter to see what. They so they make it to an hour and forty-five, and they're like, "Oh, this is really nice." They're apologizing, and then an hour and fifty, they're like, "Wait, what's that dude's no. name?" Hey, for real, for real. This uh, is why uh, we're Brent, only clipping Brent... JB's apology. <laughs> Brent, let, yeah, no, clip good. this. That's good. Clip this. Brent Harshman, I apologize. That was wrong of me to take a screenshot of you shitting on me. I apologize. I won't ever do that again. If you want to shit on me next time, feel free to do it. But just remember, people are watching. There's <laughs> there's people, and we talk to each other. I like that. I don't listen. I didn't go look for you. People that you know sent that to me, and I was like, "That's crazy. Why would he say that about me? I don't control a mob on Twitter. I'm just I'm just out here li- chilling." Right. <laughs> just but, chilling. Also, I mean, he had to have been aware of the fact that someone else did send a mob. To you, to, right? to me. No, yeah, that's what I mean. To me. Yeah, but but the idea that yeah. he would bring up uh, like Ramon Villalobos as the, the Ramon Villalobos like as a concept, it, it, ha- it has to imply some kind of like undertone of like um uh like he imagines a mob. He like this this idea that there is a a um a crowd that that lives to to please Ramon. Or something. Well, I think everybody is sort of like the uh, protagonist of their own story, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this guy thinks that we're from here he's at. He was a fan of mine, I guess. I, well, I know he was a fan oh, of that's mine. That's a depressing um, story. Fuck. And, <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, he liked my art. It's all it's all love. Like, I appreciate that. But at some point, I turned, I turned into a villain to this guy. Yeah. And ever since then, he's built up that I'm this fucking asshole, like, ringleader dude bro of comics. And he lashed out at me, and I said, "Sorry about that. Here's what here's what you said." And he didn't like the outcome of that. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Uh, Cam is or JB left. Oh, um, is JB muted? Uh, no, he's not muted. He is just gone. I don't know. I wonder if his internet dropped or what. Sounds to me like Anthony Jr. may have stumbled onto existentialism. Fucking internet. Fucking internet. Fucking internet. Fucking internet. Fucking internet. <laughs> fucking internet. Was this, was this fucking AOL? The thing is, I watched I watched Sopranos like years ago when it first went on like online, yeah. and then when this came back during and everybody had like this sort of re 
evaluation of Sopranos and how much how, how right. great it is. Right. I was like, I already seen it. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't I'm really only it. watching it because I love Mad Men and I want. Oh yeah. I, right. I want to watch more Mad yeah. Men. It's oh, making love... me want to watch it. I could probably rewatch Mad Men again a couple more times before I rewatch Sopranos. I love Mad That's Men. That's wild. So much. Mad Men rocks. I mean, I, I, I really, I do so like Mad Men, but it doesn't hold a candle to Sopranos. No, well, I, I see, can see, I can see all the things in Mad Men that are born out of Sopranos. Even yeah, though it's really different worlds, different genres, quote unquote. The the way the characters act, the the authenticity of toxic random side characters, racism, <laughs> yeah, phobia. It's all yes. in there. It's all there. It's all good stuff. The the, I did a the Mad intense Men amount rewatch. of adultery. Yeah. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Like, I'd done a, a Mad Men rewatch uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, and for a moment, I was convinced. I was like, maybe this is better than Sopranos. But then I watched, like, some of the first season Sopranos, and I was like, ah, Sopranos might be a little better. I think I got to rewatch um... Sopranos, and I'll probably change my... F- I'm, I'm talking too crazy. Like, oh, of course it's better, but it's probably not. I, <laughs> I'm i reserving judgment until I'm done with Sopranos, but I I can swear by Mad Men. There's so many good moments, so many, oh, like, sure. little sure. micro... Like, that microcosm of working in some kind of, like, graphic design or, like, advertisement or, like, selling an image is something that I kind of have a little bit of an experience with my day job. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Selling a lifestyle, some would say. Pizza house. Sort of. Like, Sopranos is base level. Like, you're toxic. If you say, if you really love Mad Men, you're, like, extra toxic. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. Sopranos, <laughs> Sopranos does... Sopranos' main hero is, like, a fat slob, like, who we love. But, you know, we understand, like, the show is, like, he's kind of a bad dude. John Hamm is, like, here's a hero. Of, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Guy that looks like, like Superman. It's, like... Yeah. The Sopranos, like, it's dudes rocking with consequence, and Mad Men is, like, dudes rock with no consequences. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> era where there were no consequences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, let's talk a little bit about, in the pandemic, you know, yeah. talk about how you how, how is your guys' show going? How is your guys' comics going? Because, you know, we talked a lot about our dramas, uh, the the insignificant bullshit on Twitter. Let's talk about real shit. Yeah, we've been petty. Let's let's we've been talk a about petty, the yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I mean, the the joke time is done. No yeah. jokes. <laughs> Serious business time. Let's talk about the gutter boys. <laughs> Serious so I gotta business. Ask, I gotta ask a question. Speaking of business, speaking of gutter boys, how much does Fanographics pay you guys to talk about Fanographics books? <laughs> about six hundred zero. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, yeah, let's talk numbers. Is that your Patreon numbers? Is that all just the Fanographics? It's just one guy. Nope. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just Mr. Fantagraphics. Yeah. Our biggest just, patron, Mr. Fantagraphics. He lets Patreon get a cup, but you guys get to pretend that you're not just on the dole. Yeah, the we see yeah. They're they're actually pay pigs because we talk shit about Fantagraphics a lot. Yeah, like we literally like roast one of their arguably one of their biggest creators, and uh, they yeah. repost our shit. So yeah, they love it. They love to see it. That's so you're sick. so you're fin doming Fantagraphs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but 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 like it, but only only if you fin on people that are broke. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do that with the nib, except for I don't know if Matt Bors is rich or not, but he's our he's our new manager. He's kind of taking control of yeah. the show editorially oh, okay. and stuff. He's so. the manager. He's yeah, as soon so as he, he was in one episode. He's a brick when he hears this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> we're trying to get we're trying to get him canceled. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking about asking him to be on the show just because I am interested in talking about like paying artists. Like he's really, <laughs> he's really like, good at it. He's really good yeah. at it in in a, in a fucking industry that doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. That's actually why I want to have on the bad idea guys. They're, we're going to have some of them on when uh, my book comes closer out, but because okay. like, you know, similar to, to Matt, like they pay artists pretty good because they've, they spent like a long time in the salt mines of making, uh, Oh, uh, valiant. They made, they were making oh, valiant books. Okay. Yeah. okay. Like all those dudes that do bad idea, they all were like running valiant for years. Huh. They, so, they, they got, they got bought out like some, like somebody in it, like, sold their shares and they got bought out. So they were basically like, well, with this money we have, we just want to make a new comic book company. And so it was, it's all like the, the marketing team and the editors from the old, uh, Valiant stuff. And they're like, okay, what would we do if we started over fresh? And so like, we would hire these guys who we've worked with at Valiant, who we liked. And then they were like, we want to bring over guys like Ramon who like have something that, that we think that they could offer to comics or whatever, whatever. So like, you know, and they've been like, take the time that you need to do it. Here's the money. Uh, and the next thing I do, I'm probably going to write and draw it. Mm-hmm. So like they're, they're like, you know, they're just super supportive of that. But the crazy thing is that so, they pay <clears throat> and because they've seen the numbers of how much they have to sell to shops and how mm-hmm. much, you know, like all that shit works out. And that's why like earlier we were talking about some of their, like their numbers and stuff like of mm-hmm. like how they like, you know, minimum orders and all the shit. Right. It's because they have like all their all their shop store that they work with now are people that were supportive of Valiant, so they know they have a detailed list of numbers of how all that shit works. I and see. I've heard okay. them talk about it before, and it's interest. It's fascinating. So I want to talk to them about like business of comics because they know the margins of the big companies, right? And so they're not JB, one of them. Uh, or 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 Ken, before you answer, uh, to finish this, like if any bad idea bad idea book you're gonna buy, you can use promo code Flintayo. <laughs> oh, okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. and uh, to get twenty to a hundred percent off, actually, you get a free book. It's <laughs> very not true. There's no promo code. <laughs> They'll actually pay you if you get yeah. a book. Yeah, that won't happen. No, if you want to buy us, you're going to have to give us money. That's the old school, brother. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, but, uh, you know, we uh, we want to talk about that kind of stuff. I think it's interesting. And I, yeah. I do always think it's fascinating when I've listened to your show, how you guys will talk about, you know, like cover rates and stuff like that, where I'm like pulling my hair out. Because, you know, you guys don't deal with it on, on that side all the time. But you guys do talk about mainstream books on your show, like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about the industry... As, as a whole just comics right yeah not which just, is dictated by the big two you know as right much yeah. As, right yeah yeah shit runs downhill it's crazy to be on like the outskirts of that like you know like me like i'm an outlaw you guys are kind of outlaws too in your own way <laughs> i'm you're trapped the, on an island you're in the gutters he's on an island it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a beautiful island whatever yeah. um but but yeah like how's the show been like you guys i mean it sounds like you guys are doing well your patreon numbers are good they're fucking thriving. Yeah. yeah. After it's like been, what, a uh, week? Two weeks of a Patreon? Yeah, yeah I think February first. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah, mad. Yeah. I'm oh not, fuck for real. I don't sound yeah, mad. Three yeah. weeks in. Yeah. Daniel, relax. They do all kinds of extra work that we do. I bet yeah, you trust I bet me. you JB and Cam are both getting money from that Patreon. Yeah. Uh not enough money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you split it up, it's not enough. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just being actually, petty. We actually brought in a uh, a Zoomer, like a 24-year-old kid uh, for 10% of our Patreon. Yeah, shout out to Carlos <laughs> if you're yeah. listening. Is that for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for real. Uh, what does he helping, do? He's putting all our stuff up on YouTube, and then we're going to move to, yeah, we're going to, yeah. you know, he's going to look into also, other options for us. 
Yeah, he's going to look uh, into uh, other avenues that we can expand the Gutter Boys brand. Ramon, you, you might notes. like him. He's he's Latino, so you know we're uh, and he's we're based not out of the white people jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have Matt as our manager. He doesn't do any of that stuff, but he Nothing. just tells us keep making episodes. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just says positive things he has to you. full access first dibs on the patreon money and he just tells us to make more episodes and at some point he'll True. we had to give him our social security numbers and access to our bank state <laughs> yeah. bank well, accounts that's, but that's, that's just reasonable yeah it sounds yeah. good it's just it's fair he's he's the one taking the risk yeah well, he mm-hmm. said he's taking an opportunity on us so anyways mm-hmm. but it's all good though We're just, it's all love <laughs> back back well, to we... gutter boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well we also have uh you know for the youtube stuff because that was something that we'd been talking about for a while is uh you know uploading all of our past episodes and then continuing to upload any current episodes that we release and putting them up on YouTube too and then mm-hmm. uh, a friend of the show Josh Pettinger who's a you know LA based cartoonist originally mm-hmm. from England uh, he he's been doing more animation than comics lately so he's letting us use some of his animation for those YouTube videos uh, for oh, future he actually videos. is drawing us like a loop for, yeah, uh, it's beautiful. It's actually it oh. reminds me of the Chapo. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say video. I like that that Grim Reaper <clears throat> watching yeah. TV thing with the yes. vape. Yeah, it's very similar, but it's it's a it's a guy um, on his it's couch not... in his room reading comics. That's it's cool. not gonna be the Grim Reaper. It's gonna be uh, just both of you. It's gonna be a letterer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's gonna be the <laughs> editors who are just on Twitter all the time. Yeah. yeah, threatening people. <laughs> I do have to credit you guys for your uh, social media management. I think I think you guys do a great job to have like a separate Instagram, uh, separate uh, Discord. You, uh, the the YouTube now w- what you're describing is all incredibly professional, right, Ramon? It's it's very professional. Yeah, take notes, guys. <laughs> I'm not really I'm not really trying to do a sellout kind of thing. I'm kind of trying to go real underground outlaw shit. Well, Kent okay. wants to make this his day job. Yeah, I, if I, For if real? I, well, like in the sense of it's it's very like if we can get our Patreon to two thousand dollars a month, my share would pay all my main bills to where I only yeah. have to like yeah. walk dogs two days a week, and then I can work on comics and just podcast the rest of the week. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, like you know, when I started this, that was not the intention, but I I have thought no, like, it's not was a bad ours. idea. Neither was ours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I. I like long-term goal it would be nice if we could get the kind of listenership that would support that so you know we've we've been we've been like trying to work towards that but it's not like like no we didn't like like you guys we didn't start it because we want to do that we want to start it because we wanted to do yeah. like talk about comics in a real way yeah. yeah that was yeah that was the entire premise make the kind of podcast to like that we want to listen to you know right like the kind yeah. of conversation yeah. we had earlier and you know that's not the kind of conversation that you will hear on other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the similar with you guys on your show that I've listened to it. I'm like you guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah, I mean the the idea when I approached Cam about you know wanting to start this stupid thing up was uh, you know we we love doing conventions only because it's the only opportunity where we can just shoot the shit with our friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know like people that we only see two or three times a year. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and but uh, so we wanted to kind of move those com- or find a place where we can recreate that same kind of energy i guess when we're talking about shit about comics and how much it's great or how much it sucks or whatever and everything in between and putting it in a podcast and now with the uh, pandemic where cons basically just aren't a thing anymore yeah. it's really our only avenue of being able to do that uh and yeah and, yeah and the fact that it's grown and, the way it has really is i can't answer for that i don't know why or i what think we it did. was the pandemic i mean it could be, it, yeah. 
I think people were starved for content and the yeah, lack of yeah. shows. They were like, oh, hey, I like this person. Let me listen to their interview. Um, yeah, and there's could, there's not many comic podcasts too, really. And, oh, there's a fucking lot if you yeah. like listening to people going like, "Hello, welcome to GeekCentral.com. Today we're taking yeah, apart right, the exactly. last episode of WandaVision. <laughs> exactly. Disney exactly. Plus is hot new show. It's just multimedia branding shit. Like I'm not yeah. interested yeah. in that. It's the it's like a hot topic uh, type thing, all surface shit. Um, right, hey, right. Hey guys, I gotta know. Did you watch the new episode of WandaVision? Did you have a geek <laughs> orgasm over what what Catherine Han <laughs> got up to? Comment below. <laughs> oh. Who do you think's Mephisto in this one? Yeah. I want Mephisto to fist my hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's just, we wanted a podcast that actually talked about comics and also from the perspective of people behind the table. Like, that's, yeah. that, I think that's what makes it uh, different is that we know what goes into making comics, whereas a lot of these people just consume consume them. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It's a very passive I mean, experience, which is fine. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. But It's like what our uh, dirtbag hero Martin Scorsese was talking about. It's all content to people, and there's yeah. really no difference between a Superman backup story and like Tilly Walden's kind of comics. It's the same shit to them. Yeah. Even though one of them is clearly more artistically done. Shout out to shout out for a second. For some reason, Tilly Walden has just been like getting so much love on this episode. She's just living rent <laughs> free, love and then hate and then brain. more love. Yeah. yeah. When do we, when do we hate on, on them? Uh, well, I, I was kind of hating on them a little bit, very low key. Hating oh, on them. that was this not has been, this, is, this has been an episode. Yeah. all love. I don't know what it's you're all love, talking it's all about. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to stop being toxic till 2022. New Year's Day 2022. <laughs> that's when my, That was the goal? That's that's my New Year's resolution for next year. I tried this year, made it about 10 minutes. and We'll, you know, we'll stop being toxic after our first panel. Yeah, there you go. My, my thing was uh, no excuses 2021. I've been telling all my friends, no excuses, get it done. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I lost in fantasy basketball because you know, half my team was out with COVID. It's like, no excuses, bro. Tell your other players pick up, pick the shit up. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, make I, picks. I couldn't. I couldn't make it to the podcast. I I didn't feel good. No excuses. Yeah. No excuses, Damn. Dan. Sorry. Man, you know what? Roasted. <laughs> I'll keep going, but you know what? Fuck you, Dan. You know what you did. <laughs> I want to say for the record, if he like he did start listening to the to the episodes like oh, yesterday. Man. So if he does if listen he was- to this one, we I I I love you in in a in a in a very not coming on the podcast way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we all love you, Dan. All appreciation to you. But you know yeah. check out check out Dan McDade's Dega. This is yeah. the what if what if we get Dan before you all do? I, That'd be amazing. I, I would be Holy extremely shit. expected. I would, I would leave the group chat after that. I would oh, not damn. be shocked at all because that seems like the most obvious place for him to go. <laughs> I get to be toxic online. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no nonsense, eh? Hey, fucking cunts. <laughs> yeah. Fucking go go order it. Dega. Uh, maybe that'll get his mood up enough so that he can like go on Gutter Boys. Lads, this lads, man. lads, lads. <laughs> Do it for the lads. This man needs vitamin C so that he can uh, he can banter with us. That's what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> he was afraid scurvy? that like what one joke, that? one joke from us would like uh, enter a coughing fit, and he. Could you imagine oh, if man. I told him the Mephisto thing that I got off a sec- second ago? He... That was off top. <laughs> he would be incredibly jealous. <laughs> yes. He might blow his brains out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But uh. So yeah, like comics wise, what are you guys working on? 
I've got uh, in the next couple weeks. I had two floppies that I'd done in 2019 that I'd only done like a low print run on, and uh, honestly, I got approached by uh, the, this dude named Eddie who does Strangers Fanzine and um, Piscor. No, 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 no. We're gonna <laughs> Eddie. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, but we're gonna some guy named Eddie in a back alley. He said, "Yo, yo, yo! What up, player? I love this comic." <laughs> yo, yo, shit is tizite. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw I saw on YouTube, uh, you know, him looking through your your floppy with just his hands only, just kind of looking. Yo, what we got here? We got a hot new comic book, and Jim Rugg is just like got, he looks like that meme with the sunken eyes just next to him. Just like, uh. They should do, they should do the 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 woman with the big titties like the time for your uh, two p.m. dick flattening, but it's oh, yeah. Pisker. Oh, yeah. Yo yo yo, yo yo yo. Ramon, you might Man, like this. Uh, <laughs> you might like this. So uh, in our Discord, it's like everybody dunks on Piscor all the time. I always say Piscor. Oh, is it Piscor? Sure. Is that how you say it, Piscor? Piscor? Um, like, like a core of piss? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. he... Uh, shit, what was I going to say? People were dunking on him in the Discord. Your oh, Discord? he uh, did an Your Air Discord. Force One. Yeah, he did an Air Force One shoe, right? And, okay. Uh, okay. Well, here's the thing. He just wrote like Pittsburgh on like the uh, the strap that goes over it Hell yeah so uh but the best part about it is the shoe retailed for like 120 and you can get a brand new pair now for like 60 <laughs> the, Damn. the only difference the only difference was Pitts- pittsburgh over the strap yeah it's like an all black air force and it has like in gold uh font pittsburgh in his handwriting i, th- I thought it was like a pair of shoes and each of them has like some shades on them yeah, I've never yeah. heard of Air Force like going down in value. New. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like his me. shoes went. His shoe. Let me. Uh, I'll drop a link in the chat. But his shoes <laughs> went down in crazy. value. Yeah, Ooh, that's a, that's we haven't incredible. even said that on the show yet. But uh. Man, talk about taking the L. Uh, Max Flintayo exclusive. As you all know, <laughs> yeah. I'm tapped into the sneaker stuff. Like I, I'm, I no longer consume that kind of shit. Like I don't, I don't buy sneakers. New Ramon, sneakers. Ramon's a boots man now. Yeah, I, I yeah, own yeah. a pair of boots. I oh, own a I've pair heard. of work boots, and that's all I wear now. Yeah, I heard you got into cobbling. <laughs> I'm into cobbling. Yeah, <laughs> that's your hobby now. Well, I watch cobbling videos. <laughs> oh, right. That's that's less weird, right? He's prepping. Well, no, He's but prepping you know what? I was yeah. listening to a thing about. I was listening about a, a Salvador Allende, and I was listening to a thing about how he was inspired by a, a socialist who was uh, who was his mentor. His mentor was a, a cobbler. Because all the workers need boots, so all the workers would commune around the cobbler, who would give them the wisdom and shit. Damn. But it was like a, it was this commun, it was this socialist cobbler who was like putting all these motherfuckers on game. He told he told the guy who told Allende, and like it was all that. That's how they got that shit going in Chile. But that's beside the point. <laughs> hey, shout out to Chile. <laughs> shout, shout out to, to the cobbler cobbler leader. Shout out to CIA. To, shout out, to, shout out <laughs> yeah. to fucking. Shout out to Tom King putting the work on South America. <laughs> shout out to Chile. Fuck the CIA is what I meant to say. It was just a. That was colonialism in my mind. That, that fucked me up. Anyway, yeah. sorry about that. We're against imperialism on this show. This has just been. This episode has been for, you know, four people who are the victims of imperialism. Who yes? Who have dealt with this firsthand, and we're gonna have white women saying this is a dude bro podcast. <laughs> this is a toxic white bro podcast. Oh, man. Can you believe that? Is doesn't that make you sick to your stomach to think all four of us are the sons of immigrants, of natives, strong, you know, strong uh, culture, 
a culture built on like just pride and we're going to have white women telling us that we should have like went to a therapist instead of talked to each other and try to build uh you know a, a common bond and and solidarity isn't that fucked up it is, i mean yeah we should yeah. have been talking about target this whole time right <laughs> yeah. yeah we should we should have been we should have been attacking uh t- uh ted cruz this we should have talked about we should talk about ted cruz and how wandavision is feminist it is it is i mean i haven't seen it but i'm assuming it is because the one girl is and it's a disney plus show you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. i i i I do i do believe that wandavision is a feminist show and it it's about what that uh crazy pussy do i thought i thought the show was about was about uh women of color giving white women space to not go to therapy listen to me this whole thing is about vision get out of my house hayward was trying to bring him don't talk to me about that i don't hear (laughs) no no joke no joke if you're talking about if you're talking about from actually watching it yes like the the, like the the character of monica is i have no idea why she would care (laughs) at all about this crazy white bitch there is no like the emotional labor that monica rambo is doing on that show is not worth it (laughs) so jb you're you're of the diaspora where is your family from uh both of my parents are from korea and they met in the states let me ask you a question i mean that's beautiful i'm glad that they found you know they found love they, they created you how do you feel about the asian representation on the Disney Plus thing, being an FBI agent, that now everybody <laughs> is going like, give this FBI guy his own show so he could be cute and quirky and, you know, uplift the Asian community. Do you like that? You think that's tight? Is this the guy from Fresh Off the Boat? This is the guy from Fresh yeah. Off the Boat. Okay. This was Kim Jong-un himself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a role. What a fucking role. This is this is Asian Jim. Is famously. it is it problematic mm-hmm. that I like the interview? What interview? Oh, the, yeah. the James Franco movie. <laughs> What is it? I don't know. <laughs> I never saw it either. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of fire. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I I, la- I I laughed. I'm sorry. I laughed. I mean, when Eminem came out as gay, that shit was super funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, back back to back to the representation. No, like, Randall Park. You're talking real. about Randall well, Park. Well, cuz like all representation yeah, right, is right. good representation. There is no I, like listen, there will never be a Mexican American in the Marvel universe uh who isn't a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't come from a criminal family who's trying to do better by by right, turning by, on his criminal family which is yeah. which is a CIA agent right. rat shit yes yeah. wait who did that no just that just that's like that like miles morales his oh, story oh, oh. arc is turning on his reasonable criminal uncle well i know i know what's his face uh the dude uh the dude from eastbound and down season two the rich dude uh yes um, yeah he played Cesar Chavez in the doc in the doc in the in the biopic. He's uh he's an Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And he's just like a thief who like helps Ant Man like commit. Is that crimes. like Michael Michael Pena or something? Michael Pena? Michael, Michael Pena, Pena, yeah. yeah. From they, End of Watch. They Watt. still yeah, had to give dude. the leading role of a, of a thief to the white guy though. <laughs> yeah, just keep yeah. How, yeah, he's the lead thief. He's the last of the Mohicans of the thieves. Yeah. He's better at stealing than, <laughs> than the Mexican guy. Yeah, yeah. Except for on this show where a Mexican guy steals the hearts of listeners every week, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny, though, because, like, I saw, like, some white dude who was like, oh, we got to give this Asian dude his own, like, Asian people need this, like, FBI agent show. It can no, be like, F- don't. 
They said X-Files, but like cute and fun and about friendship. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wanted to blow my brains out. But it became like a thing. It became like a Twitter thing where Twitter this guy's not going to pitch. He's going to pitch to Disney a show about about Jimmy Woo, a CIA agent. But, and I'm like, you watched the show. You love it. You just told me about how much you liked it. Like, would you watch that? Would you watch Jimmy Woo, FBI? Are you watching WandaVision for Jimmy Woo is the question? Yeah, pretty much. Yes, Jimmy. They should really retitle that show to uh, Jimmy Woo Vision or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy Woo crew. Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, like, the problem is, is that any amount of representation, especially in a Disney show like Marvel-related shit, the, that's your only place, is to be some sort of, like, CIA, FBI, government agent type. And that's it. You know, especially with Asians. Especially with Asians. Keep is that, that in mind. Oh, 100%. What Asians? That's actually because... one of the reasons I really liked um, uh, Birds of Prey. The teen, the problematic teen child mm-hmm. is like a like a, an Asian girl. She was kind of like Korean looking and she got to just be like a troublemaker. Like, no, well, I didn't want to watch that because she didn't throw any swastika ninja stars. <laughs> and I... That's true. She does not. That is that is the best representation of of Asian culture, Sin City. If, if you're gonna do the young Asian ninja girl trope, mm-hmm. I there better be a swastika ninja star for like. Otherwise, I don't care. Yeah, it's a it's a that was my problem with Kill Bill. Sign. <laughs> no, I I think I think that there is uh, like still that prevailing stereotype of like the the good citizen for for yeah. Asian Americans. You know, like this idea yeah. that. Uh, their their greatest uh, gift to the United States is is being um, complacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you building know? the railroad so that we could, like, you know, Be, being yeah. good assimil- assimilated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Being good at math, uh, knowing English, sort of, and that's like enough. You know, that's whereas with work. Mexicans, it was like uh, just shut the fuck up and pick those goddamn. <laughs> <You're> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, again, why uh, Kurt Busiek probably blocked me when he saw that I was using his name to promote <laughs> UFW. I'm propaganda. not Mexican. What is, what is this? <laughs> A Mexican claims to be me? Blocked. But it's not. It's he, Why would he assume that you're him if you're actually resisting? Like, he dropped that moniker real quick. Yeah, I kept, I'm keeping the resisting for a little while just because I want to remind people to resist. Even because Kurt Busiek said he's done with it. Damn. But, uh. I don't even know. If, I, don't, I don't know what went through his head. I, I, somebody told me he's like just like an epic term searcher, like Dan Slott, who also blocked us in the show immediately. Uh, <laughs> oh man, how well, could that have happened? Not well. I, you know, you know what I did, right? <laughs> uh, vaguely, vaguely, yeah. I said that his dad, uh, his dad ran a chemical plant that made pesticides that gave uh, farm workers cancer, and he did it like two towns. Well, he grew up in the same town as I did, but he worked two towns over at the chemical plant that like made toxic chemicals. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because like he has a different experience of growing up in America yeah, than I did for sure. Where <laughs> based on just people that I grew up around, my community was being uh, poisoned by his dad. So <laughs> you're getting better. You're getting better at summarizing the story. We're gonna be able to like drop that, drop that little factoid <laughs> in, yeah. in, like any thirty seconds of, of the show and other episodes. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, like the the mainly what I was saying was like I find it interesting because listening to your guys' show, you wouldn't know that Cam and JB are a Filipino and Korean dude. Oh, because, because we don't talk got, like this. 
Is that a problem? Because you don't talk about how it's it's like really sick that you guys are doing this for your culture. You know what I mean? Of course, right? Yeah, we don't like we do because we want money. Ramon, the first thing he did, he put a sombrero on Mex Flintayo on Flex Flintayo. Yeah, that's right. right. I've ever seen. And a mustache. Yes, and a, and a fat mustache, which I will take that as the Puerto Rican part of the of the illustration because we are we are proud mustache people. Mm-hmm. No, but like I th- I do find it interesting. Again, like people would want to cancel us. Like they, they people I think desperately want us to not be who we are because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. Of these are white dude bro bullies who are just Bernie Bros. Whatever, whatever. Right. And then when you talk to us, we all have backgrounds that counteract the narrative that we just grew up with privilege and you know right like like today somebody well somebody was who was on the show emma who was on the show tweeted about how i think somebody was calling us like a dude bro podcast Mm -hmm. and it counter to that is the fact that we've had more more women than men on our show right we we, we've ruined that today though well by by bringing it up and they actually have to address it yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Nobody. Well, the thing is, nobody wants to engage with us, and that's the difference between us and them. Is like you guys famously will just at people on Twitter for whatever petty grievances you have, and I did the same with Dan Slot about his dad poisoning my family. <laughs> but... <laughs> and I think respectable posters just block us when they deal with that kind of criticism. But I respect when people bring it to me. A lot of people want to subtweet, and then I can't even find when they're talking shit. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Well, it's a coward's way. I get it. It's a coward's mm-hmm. way. I get it, yeah. Next time, add us, cowards. Yeah, yeah look, but... if you want to have fun on, on Twitter, do it right. Don't be a little <laughs> fucking punk about it. Like, just, yeah. I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah, and just yeah. The, the, you... the, the crazy idea that people posting is 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 in some way it's violence uh, yes and obviously there are ways to like organize harassment on twitter but it's not making one joke yeah. right 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 it's not me with my legion of like a thousand people who read actually read my twitter don't have me muted being like oh what'd they say that's stupid why would ramon even tweet about that yeah, right yeah. <laughs> Which is more more often I I imagine that's their response yeah, is like they why does Ramon they don't really why does Ramon up. even care about this <laughs> like, like your replies are like oh Ramon <laughs> oh you <laughs> you're dumb you rascal <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah anyways that I you know I'm I'm fascinated by the culture of art that that we are trying to create in comics anyways I think that you guys have done great at it um. I know I, I know when I was on your show I got like you know a lot of love from like listeners of your show and uh, you know hopefully some people that listen to ours listen to yours and we cross pollinate a bit and if you, any of your Patreon users want to come over that'd be cool too <laughs> but don't but don't cancel your sub to ours <laughs> right actually no wait 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 no. wait wait for the next episode that we're releasing this Monday we actually do plug your podcast quite a bit yeah oh oh shit that's what's up now I have to listen to it oh uh, yeah. you have to pay Damn. to listen to it. Now we yeah, can't. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Fuck no, that yeah. no, that's the free one. It's the free one. Oh, is it the free Fuck one? It, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm definitely not subscribing to your Patreon. But yeah, no, don't unsubscribe to the gutter boys. Cut it in half and then give us the half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Subscribe to a lower <laughs> tier on the gutter boys so that you have space. You don't you're not abandoning the gutter boys at all. Yeah. They that have would be so sick, much actually. and we have 
redistribution of wealth. They are the one percenter of comic book podcasts. We are. <laughs> and if if you are, well, if hey, you're Daniel, the... can you do like a Bernie? Can you do like a Bernie thing against these motherfuckers? Wait. <laughs> 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 Uh, the the American people. I... <laughs> no, the answer is no. You can't. Outside <laughs> so of gutter boys, so gutter boys having all the Patreons. We can't. We can't have this oh, any longer. The oh, you isolate that Patreon. for us and send that to us. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That fucks up my throat every time. Oh. Uh. Shit. Yeah, we'll... I'll try to isolate it, but I mean, yeah. we were laughing through it because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know that it's bad. I can, I could probably do like a better, like David Attenborough, or try it. Look at him, boys. No, it's just the same one. I'm more tired. <laughs> I can only do it when I'm pronouncing his name. David, oh. we first started this. He was like, uh, "I can do a John Goodman." I'm like, "All right, oh do a John God. Goodman." He's like, "Oh, I'm John Goodman." Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is saying the name? What about, what about Danny Glover? I'm doing Danny oh. Glover now. You're not doing Danny. I'm Glover. here. I'm here to present. I'm Joe you. Pesci. This is Joe Pesci talking. <laughs> um. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. gonna I'm like one of the one of our episodes. Maybe it'll be a Patreon episode, but it'll it'll be like a, an interview between uh, uh, Danny Glover and Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my Ed Harris from Moat Money. Uh, you want to fuck my son? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Ed Harris. You want to fuck my son? Man, it's Ed Harris on right now with this whole yeah. That's crazy. That's exactly him. Oh my god. Ed Harris, I'm a huge fan. Oh no, thank you, JB. <laughs> Ed, you're, you're you're a bald role model to me. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, anyways, oh, <laughs> oh, right, we, uh, we like that. We like that fun here. We like that fun here. Uh, uh, yeah. So going back to comics. <laughs> yeah. No, your, your um, podcast is great. Uh, uh, listeners, g- check out Gutter Boys. Oh no, but we hey, haven't said JB. Man. What are you working on, comics? Oh ways? yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, well, I've been working for a while with uh, with Brian Level on something. Uh, Let's go, shout out Brian Level. Brian, yes, the God Brian. That's my what guy. a great dude. Oh my God, absolute They're... mastermind, absolute genius. His new stuff that he's been doing, amazing, has been blowing my fucking mind. <laughs> it's so crazy. That guy's a pro on every level. He can do it all. He can do it all, yeah. and he's yeah. I, I actually, I actually can do a Brian, but you kind of have to see it because, like, he's such a quiet dude. It's like, oh, thanks, man, and it's like he closes his eyes and smiles at you. <laughs> what a sweet man! What a sweet. I love him, kind, but that you know, man. I I can do impressions of friends, so it's like they're useless, you know. I'll do, I'll do, a, I'll do like my my buddy Justin Greenwood, and then like him talking to Nick Dragata, and I'll do it like in the room for them, and they'll just go nuts. But like useless on a podcast because nobody knows them. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's it's not as. Fun. Anyways, anyways. Mm-hmm. So you were working with Brian. Yeah, yeah. So I've been working on that. I've also been working with Aubrey. Uh, we initially were going to work on this as a pitch, and then that kind of transformed into being something that's going to be for uh, the anthology uh, by uh, Riley. That was he was supposed to. Well, okay. So long story short, uh, there's going to be an anthology. It was supposed to be something that was in the works when uh, uh, this key figure 
was kind of very hands-on involved and kind of the reason why this book was going to be made. And then unfortunately he passed. And uh, a couple months later, they were, yeah, for real. And they, they, you know, luckily a lot of people that were around Riley and knew about the book and knew what he was trying to do, uh, you know, picked up where he'd left off and are now, you know, going full steam with trying to see this through. So uh, I finished the short with, with, uh, with Aubrey that, I guess we could still use as a pitch, but I don't know. It's not really something we, we've been talking too much about. The, just because those are the pages that got dropped. Uh, recently? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's oh, the one. Really it, yeah. Oh, thank you, man. All thank the boys you. and all the boys in the DM saw it. They were sick. Thank you. I loved them. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, it was coloring could be better, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I don't like coloring. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and uh, you know, I, I'm I not against color. it. It's I think a, the coloring is good. I'm, I'm very appreciative of. A broad variety of styles. I'm not like Ramon, who uh, is is an elitist gatekeeper. Well, I, just, about... I just don't like over rendered stuff in coloring. Like I don't either. It's just it's do very distracting. I didn't say you did, man. Somebody's got a problem there. I don't do that. No, it's not me. I don't. I don't. I don't do that. that. Okay, that's not who that's I not am. That's I not do. what I represent. Uh, but I no, don't yeah. do that. Okay, it's whatever. I don't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> yeah, so we've been, we've been working on that, and then uh, I have uh, two other stories that I need to do. For, we got the gutter mag. I, I don't know if Cam brought that up, but we have a magazine that we're going to be kickstarting uh, at some point oh, shit. soon. And that's going to have a bunch of different people in it, uh, some real heavy hitters. I'm really excited about that. Uh, and I'm working on that with uh, my buddy Bobby Harper, and uh, he's like just getting his foot into you know writing more. So Oh, is that I the story him. you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and Bobby's a solid dude. Uh, he's way more knowledgeable about uh, direct-to-market comics than I am. He could tell you fucking what happened to who at what time and what issue on what page and what panel. Like, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I also have some, like, freelance work that I have to do, too, that's comics-related. I'm going to be inking some issues for uh, Jesse's, uh, Jess D'Astasio's line of comics that he's been doing for his, like, toy line called uh, It's kind of under this broad b- banner called toy pizza uh mm. and he basically releases like these like small number uh f- action figures uh that have taken off in the last four or five years that he's been doing it and he's you know trying to integrate comics into it so i did uh, a thing for him called mofos maybe about three or four months ago that was like a 10 page mini and uh and then i'll be inking about two or three uh issues that are like I think uh, 24 pages each. I, I, I got to look who, at the scripts Who are you inking, again. can you say? Uh, I've never heard of them, if I'm going to be honest, and I, okay. I'd have to look <laughs> it up to remember. Um, and, yeah, it's, I mean, it's no slight on the artists. I just I genuinely don't know who they are. Like, okay. I've never talked to them. I don't even know what their Instagram or social media is. So, you know, whatever. It's just it's literally just a job at that point. Which it sounds I'm, like I'm you're trying with. to work in corporate comics to me. Yeah, this is about <laughs> as far away to corporate comics as it gets. Um, but it does pay well for what I'm going to be doing. I'm just inking. So nice. uh, I'm, I'm excited about at least just having a job like that for a short time and mm-hmm. at least being related to comics in some way. Uh, for sure. And then uh, I also will be doing uh, potential backups uh, for uh, the that book that we were just talking about on Image. Yeah, for uh, Radiant. Shout out! Radiant shout out! Black. Stray dogs, stray dogs from Tony. From Tony, please, friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coming out <laughs> this week, this uh-uh. very week. Anyways, sorry. No, that's all good. Uh, so, and those are just going to be one page. Uh, backups just kind of like gag strips almost which i i really do like that format so uh, that'll be that'll be a nice change of pace 
that, that's a that's an interesting gig. Um, <laughs> I, I'm congratulations, <laughs> congratulations on that job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to your seeing more of your work in in Image Comics in that job <laughs> that you got. Right, look, 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 it's. Uh, it, I'm just glad you got the bag. That's all. <laughs> the bag. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the perfect gig for what I'm interested in. It's just doing like very, very little in terms of like uh, you know having to like I don't have to hang my hat on that, which is nice. I just can do one pagers. And just pump them out, and and that's that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, shout out, shout out, Radiant Black, shout out, uh, Image Comics, shout yeah. out to Image, shout out, and then to, and then uh, you can put then you could put he him, uh, and then comic writer artist Image that's Comics true. in your bio, yeah. BLM yeah. he oh, him, yeah. yeah. Can I can I can I I have I think I have he him in my bio still, but can I, I did that just like to annoy. <laughs> A bunch of like just anybody who sees it. I, I have it. I have it because I, I do know people who care about pronouns. But for a while, I had yeah. it as he, him, ho, hum. <laughs> and, and I don't. I don't know if that was somehow worse than than not having the pronouns well, at all. Well, that's cute enough to be like they could see that as you know. It annoys people who think that it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It also it annoys people who think like that it shouldn't be there at all. Right. Yeah. But the what what it, the one people one group of people it does help is trans men and women who are the only other people who would have it. So it's almost like them having their pronouns, which is helpful, so you don't misgender yes. them. Like then then you're not then they're not the only ones who have their pronouns. Exactly. So just putting your pronouns mm-hmm, in it mm-hmm. is like you know just yeah. building like like giving them comfort and like. They don't. They're not like putting a fucking yeah. scarlet letter on them. So I'm a perfect, I think I'm that's a perfect like, ally. Basically, is what I'm trying to. Say. It's a perfect ally <laughs> move. It's like a. It's like the least amount that you can do to help the trans community. Yeah. So I just like yeah. I give you. Yeah. I give you the and him pronoun. I would argue. Know. I would argue a lot of people see that that's where it begins and ends. Yeah, that's true. But I give money also to Trans Lifeline and things like that right, of right. that nature. We no, I mean we, I know you were trans voices on the show. I'm just saying what an ally I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is just an ad about your allyship. The nibs, uh, the nibs. Matt Boer said, if I was going to talk about how I'm a violent sociopath, that I also have to say that I'm an ally to to trans. Yeah, uh, that, was a, women, so that was a managerial. I'm doing note. that. Man, <laughs> no, look, I I understand the value of doing. Did Jose that. not tell you guys you have to counteract your toxicity with uh? With good things, or every time you say something bad, you have to say something good. That's right. That's what Matt told us. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? Interesting. No, yeah, I I think it's it's I I see a lot of it as performative, just like yeah, for sure. Any yeah. other issue right now that's you know being beaten into the fucking ground. Mm-hmm. So right. I mean, I don't know. Like to each well, their own. Say, to each their own. Whatever. You say. You say. Uh, like oh free the kids in cages or whatever but if you don't say abolish ice and if you don't do anything to spread awareness about the fact that these people are fucking dying suffering uh you know all the fucking horrific things that are being done against them as prisoners of the state like on our border still it's only been expanded under biden now yeah if and you're, if you're like, gonna be remain silent really about, about biden too about that it seems selective then you ain't really about shit right you ain't really about shit curb you see it it is what it is yeah no, I agree. And yeah. and like you like you said, like you could say that you like support, you know, LGBTQIA plus people, but unless you do something, even the bare minimum mm-hmm. 
to just help them be more comfortable in like you know comics and fucking the world in general right then like what are you you ain't about shit yeah i don't see these people hiring any trans artists yeah i just i just see blm and he him that's all i see and i don't know if that's like doing quote unquote the work yeah 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 it it there the performativity is obnoxious that's why like uh once you start getting into the hashtags you're about on yeah. your on your right. Twitter descriptions, <laughs> right. yeah, or you right. have like, you have a uh, maybe you use your actual like Twitter handle to uh, like t- like your Twitter handle literally says BLM right on it. <laughs> Is it, it's yeah. it's just a, a strange starting point for any conversation. Um, like there is a sort of a, a moral high ground assumed in 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 the conversation that maybe people who just are trying to talk can't um uh it it almost like starts interactions off a little bit more antagonistically but then the the inverse like for example like with the with the pronoun stuff the people who are pissed who immediately like are triggered by seeing uh people's pronouns in bios i i I love that they get mad i yeah yeah it's a a win-win it's a win-win yeah that's true yeah yeah no, I, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, my my main thing would be that, uh, like... Keep it I, real. Keep it real, but I also see a lot of that stuff as an extension of white guilt. And, like, yeah. you being white and going online and complaining about how shitty white people are doesn't do anything at all. It makes you right. look like a real fucking idiot. It makes for great so, content. It Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I just... I, I, yeah, on, our, on, our, on our famous Dan Slot episode... Uh, I counted all the times he used ch- kids in cages as like a rhetorical device. Then I then I found all the times he he talked about abolishing ICE or anything negative about like that aspect of the of the policy. There's like not once. The only time he said it was like ICE is good actually, and they don't support Trump. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is an amazing take. Uh, it's an amazing thing. It was like 34 times he was in an argument. He's like, oh, so you like kids in cages? You're for fascism? And it's like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But you can't really. I just want, I just want healthcare. You, that's it. But you can't even inter- like. That's why Twitter is just for jokes at that point. Mm-hmm. You can't. Right. You exactly. can't interact with these people on any meaningful level. Like, yeah, replying is not praxis. Right. No. 100. percent Not. Yeah. Exactly. Well, anyways, I think we should start wrapping up. So. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to edit a four-hour episode. episode? <laughs> I don't. No, we, we have <laughs> a strict. <laughs> we have a strict limit of three. Damn. Three hours is when, crazy. Was, three <laughs> yeah. hours is when people start I, saying, uh, "Why not go to therapy, boys?" <laughs> yeah. If Cam came to me and said I had to edit four different people for a three-hour episode, I would quit. I would, yeah. no joke, just walk away. <laughs> We'd have to have like five hundred dollars more on the Patreon for that to happen. Oh, triple that number, baby. Whatever, we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> really just lines up. He just lines up the tracks and and saves it. Have, yeah. have you seen my art? <laughs> have you yeah. seen what kind of dumb shit I do? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I just keep that dumb shit in editing. I'm an idiot, bro. I, I, do, Anyways, I do all that shit there. Yeah, well, I don't care if the if the audio quality isn't bad. As long as as long as long we have four hours of us just being horrible people, that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished, right? This, yeah. is, this is an all-time great so, episode already, I think. Yeah, I had fun. This was good. Yeah, this was good, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm glad that you could come on the show, fill in for Dan McDade, who's a flake. Dan, Mc, <laughs> Dan, Mc, Dan, Mc, uh, 
Dan McFraid of talking to us. <laughs> Dan, Dan McBail. <laughs> the other one? Fucking loser. Anyways, where can people find you? Where can they listen to the show? Uh, yeah, Cam, you want to plug your yeah. show first? Uh, I'm at Cam Del Rosario on Twitter and Instagram. And we are on uh, Twitter and Instagram at GutterBoysPod and our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash GutterBoys. Uh, if you subscribe to the $5 tier, you get bonus episodes every other week when we don't release many ones. we got to do that, by the oh, way. Yeah. Think about that. That means if you're signed up, you're getting one new episode every week. Mm, that's huge. Yeah, so we do, we do bi-weekly. I'm taking um, notes. Yeah, for our regular show. And then on the off weeks, that's what people are paying for. Right. So you don't do free three-hour episodes every week. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. Uh, we're not about that life. Yeah. So you're saying that's uh, not uh, okay. that's not economically <laughs> viable. No, as as a matter of fact, if our Patreon ever goes to a hundred dollars, we're probably just going to quit the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. yeah. To be fair, yeah. Enough yeah. has been said. Uh, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Mort Crimp Junior. Uh, and Can I, yeah, what's up? Oh, I was going to ask like, which one of you is like the, the main host of the show? JB. Uh, do you think JB? so? Cause I, I don't know. I feel like people consider well, you as the main host. I, that's the Robin of the show move to say, you no, know. I think, well, I mean, JB, <laughs> JB put the, uh, the show together. It wouldn't exist without him. And, um, oh, okay. I think that it depends on the guest. Like if I pick the guest, then it seems like I might be driving the show. And if JB picks the guest, I feel like it seems like he might be the main host. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we do get guests that I've never heard of. Before. I th- yeah. I, th- I think your same dynamic way with, on the show you know. is, is definitely a lot healthier. <laughs> yeah. <it's> not <laughs> nearly as less, toxic as you two. Less, yeah. That's uh, true. Dominating. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Idiot. He's trying to tell where people where they can find him on Instagram. Where can they find you on Instagram? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, JB, where, where can they find you? Oh, I, I I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Mort Crimp Jr. That's tight. And, uh, I got a website, jbrow.com. Hell yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. before before we wrap uh, anything more up, I, I, I did want to ask JB, like, uh, who's Mort Crimp Jr.? Mort Crimp Jr. is me. And then who's JB? I'm also <laughs> JB. Mm. John Byrne Rowe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's I'm fine. like an um, onion. Got a, got a lot of layers. Layers, yeah. 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 Daniel, before we get into our shit, uh, we have a customer review on iTunes, oh, which we read on the yes. show. Oh shit! Uh, real quick, Maybe we should take notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you get. You want to get. You want to get people. You want to get people to leave positive reviews. You read them on yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's we got one quality content five stars from S Fitz. Quality content. They say. Nice. Nice. Well, content. Content creators. Content. Nice. But I'm about art. I'm not about Martin, content. Martin Scorsese okay. would uh, frown on that. <laughs> he says. They say Dramonial, Daniel plus Ramon. Ah, Don't like that. Okay. Mm, that's, pet that's names. Beautiful. Um, that's what we're going to name that. our baby. <laughs> he says Daniel. He says Daniel and Ramon couple name. I don't I hate that. Damn, they're already um, shipping you. Look at that. It <laughs> will melt your ears and drown you in the gory pulp madness of sequential storytelling. You like leftist media? These MFers got you covered. Hey, MFers. You're into image comic. There you go. You're into image comic from the mid 90s, 90s MFers. Uh, know what you're looking for to a plus plus creators bringing you that messy slanderous hot take straight to your ear holes 
I, I feel like this was made specifically to like, uh, to like, uh, make me mad. But... <laughs> <laughs> that, that needs to be changed to like on Spotify. The podcast description can it be that? It sounds like yeah. a maybe, like I almost feel like it's like a Kevin Smith tweet, like directed at me. <laughs> oh man! It says MFers will bring you the heat. 24 7 365 there you go then, then they say but seriously love the show very insightful and shout out from heroes aren't hard to find oh yeah mm. Mm. big shout out Damn. is that a is that a comic shop is that a i know from shop the... in a convention yeah i was gonna say they do heroes con yeah 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 big shout out to big shot to heroes shout out con. to the charlotte boys hell yeah i love charlotte i love that shop um so yeah but that was a positive review. Uh, thank you very much, Daniel. Where can they find you? Uh, they can uh, find me on the on the internet uh, on Twitter <laughs> and, and Instagram. <laughs> Daniel Irizarry. Just Google Daniel Irizarry, uh, and that's it. Nice. Yeah. And you can find me at Ramon Villalobos, and uh, you know, check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Mexplantayo. Uh, that money all goes to me. There's none to Daniel, so you will not be you will not be supporting now any causes. causes. Yeah, now, now that the 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 microphone issue has been fucked, um, it, it's it's even worse. You will not be supporting toxic creators if you give the money to to Patreon because Daniel will not see a dime from it. That's the next Flintayo guarantee. Wait, JB, you raised your hand. Yeah, I just want to say, got your ass. That's why I raised my hand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason. All right. Take it away. Hell yeah, babies. Hell yeah.